and welcome to Game and Watch with Aaron and James, the show where we talk about games we've been gaming and movies and TV shows we've been watching. I'm Aaron. And I'm James. And today we are continuing our discussion of The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. This is part two of two. Yes, not part two of ten. Not part two of four. No. Not part two of one. We're going to cover each temple in a separate episode. <laughs> Can you imagine? I, I wouldn't want to. No. But yeah, so last time we kind of talked about our histories with the game. We talked about the general gameplay, talked about the game's legacy, and talked about the story. And where we left off, uh, we basically covered everything you do as Young Link, though there are, there are some more things you need to do later in the game as Young Link as we'll go into. So where we left off, Young Link has... <laughs> so call him like Young Link... Like, first of all, let me just let me let me let me pump the brakes for a second. Young Link is not what anyone called him until the character Young Link was in Smash Brothers Melee. True. People just called him Link. I don't think anyone really called him Young Link. I think if anything, but... people called him Link and people called old Link adult Link. So yeah. I think, I think if anything, he was default Link. Right. Adult Link was like the weird version. Yes, exactly. But so anyway, Link made it to the Temple of Time, placed the three sacred stones, and became adult Link. He pulled the Master Sword from its pedestal. Is it a pedestal? I guess I don't, I don't know what it, what you call a thing that holds a sword. And opened the sacred realm, letting in Ganondorf, as was his plan, because Link is bad. Yeah, Link doesn't know what he's doing. No. It's one of those classic things like, haha, I let you collect the MacGuffins I needed. Yes. The villain plan. <laughs> exactly. And so the act of picking up the Master Sword and opening the Sacred Realm has done a couple things. Like we mentioned, it has let Ganondorf into the Sacred Realm so he was able to grab the Triforce. We will learn that he doesn't he didn't quite get the Triforce, but that, that doesn't explain now. We'll explain it when we get to that part of the game where it is explained. But Link is now seven years older, and he is kind of been trapped in the sacred realm. And the reason for that is, so you end up in the Chamber of Sages, in the Temple of Light, which is not like a playable area. This is just one long cutscene. And you meet Rauru. Rauru, 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 the, the Sage of Light. Fortunately, we'll need to say his name too many times. No, he tells you that you are the hero of time, but because you were a dumb little boy, you were too young to actually be a hero and <laughs> save. <laughs> Oops. I would the, say uh, explain then what getting the three sacred stones was, you bitch. Yeah, right. If I'm not a hero, I don't know who is. Yeah, but it, I mean the the the. Can you imagine young Link doing all the things that adult Link did? It would feel wrong. Yeah, I suppose so. He's Yeah, he's too wee. Yeah. But yeah, because you were too young, your spirit was sealed in the sacred realm for seven years. During that time, Ganondorf has taken the Triforce, become the king of evil, and since corrupted Hyrule, as we will see shortly. And Robert tells you, that you need to be Ganondorf because this is a video game with a bad guy. And yeah. in order to do that, you need to awaken all of the sages who will be able to help you reach Ganondorf and then imprison him back in the sacred realm. He gives you the light medallion for doing jack shit for doing nothing. 
but so he tells you that you know the 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 text that is displayed every time you get a medallion as an adult says like so and so adds their power to yours yes which i as a kid thought that i was actually becoming stronger <laughs> and so by the time i got i think when i finished the fire temple i was like confused as to why i wasn't killing enemies in less hits because you believe that the sage's power should power up your sword. I, I did believe that. I believe like, why would you be? I took it quite literally that my power was being added to. Well, that's incorrect. Well, I, no, hope, no, I no, hope you've she... learned since. <laughs> I, I, but, but can you see how I might think that as like a see, dumb child? I can see. I can see how young Jimmy might have thought that. But adult James would right. never be tricked into something that silly. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So you reappear in the Temple of Time again. You are now adult Link. We're just going to keep calling. We're going to call him Link. Uh, unless we really have to, because th- there is a part where we're going to have to go back and forth and explain. We're going to call him Young Link then and probably, probably stick with default Link. Yeah, yeah. And Navi explains to you that you can't use some of your kid weapons anymore, which you would have been able to see for yourself if you just went <laughs> you to just... hit pause. Also, I like how you're apparently too cool for like a slingshot. and a... There's no reason. There's no like reason given. You just can't do it anymore. Right. Which is like, what are you too cool for a boomerang now? Like you're too cool for your slingshot. You just you won't do it. I the, when, as a kid playing this, I, the lack of a slingshot made so much sense once you get the bow. Well, I was like, yeah, yeah of course. Why would I... Right. But I, I wanted to use the boomerang, especially because you don't get to use it that much as a kid. No, and uh, yeah, the boomerang is criminally underutilized in this game in general. Absolutely, yeah, not not so in many other Zelda games. No, though. yeah. So you meet Sheik before you leave the Temple of Time. Sheik appears. Now, let's talk about Sheik. Sheik, Sheik, maybe I mean absolutely hands down coolest character in the game without right? a doubt. De- without a doubt, yeah. So Sheik tells you about the legend of the hero of time who works with the awakened ones from the five temples to seal evil. That's this is like the prophecy, I suppose. And he tells you to go to the forest temple, but says you're not equipped for it. So you need to go to Kakariko village next. I don't think he says where you should go in Kakariko village, but yeah. yeah. And yeah. And so then you're just trotting out, you're leaving the temple of time and we the first thing you see when you leave the Temple of Time is darkness, really. Yeah. Describe Hyrule Town and kind of the surrounding area and, and actually Hyrule Castle. Yeah. Um, so the first thing you'll notice, as you said, is darkness. Uh, there's just this apocalyptic kind of hellscape sky going on. Um, next to the Temple of Time in the sky, you'll see there's this like corona of fire around Death Mountain. So you know that there's something really sick and wrong with Death Mountain. The actual Hyrule Castle Town is kind of faded um, and almost reminds me of like what a town would look like after Dracula took over. Yeah. You know what I mean? Almost like in Castlevania, like o- this is almost, what Dracula's town is like. Almost quite literally. Like I think even in the, the anime show Castlevania, they they burn towns to the ground and i mean the, the town looks like it's been burnt it does almost to the ground um, yeah 
it has re-deads everywhere, which yeah. are those really terrifying enemies I tried to make the sound of last time. But it was just I'm a high-pitched gonna... gurgling sound, <laughs> which not... isn't at all what no. re-deads sound like. <laughs> that I'm not going to do again this time. Um, but they're there, so you, you can't even comfortably explore the town because um, they'll scream and they'll freeze you and they'll hurt you. Um, and then the actual castle itself is lifted off the ground, uh, hovering over this giant pit of lava. Where very cool. I, very, very cool. Um, b- big villain's lair energy to this. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite villain's lairs, I think, in a video game. Appearance wise or like the actual a- like, design, the level I would, design? I would say both, but definitely appearance wise. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, and then there is kind of curiously... Uh, the one kind of shop that's still there is uh, the, the 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 building in the very beginning um, where you had all the pots. Um, yeah, that's where you can trade in pose. Yes. Right? yes, I was gonna say that it, to my knowledge, that is the only thing you can do in Hyrule Castle Town now, besides go to so. the Temple of Time. And we'll just mention it now. There's a side quest in the in the, in this game to get. It's probably about the last bottle you would get in the game. If you're kind of, I don't know, following a guide or following the tip, the order the game's trying to like make you go in. But there are various pose that occupy Hyrule Field now. And if you hop on your horse, which will explain how you get that in a second, and use your bow, which will also explain how you get that soon. Um, to take out these pose and put them in a bottle, you can give them all to this um, like headless guy, right? Is he, is, is yeah. he headless or does he just have like a blackness for a head (laughs) i'm not sure yeah either way Um, he'll take them yeah and then you'll get uh you will get a bottle for it i think you might even get money too but i I didn't do that um this this last replay so but anyway the the first place i go is not to Kakariko Village, it's to Lon Lon Ranch. Do you go to Lon Lon Ranch now, or do you do it later? I always go to Lon Lon Ranch now yeah yeah Yeah. so what what's happened in Lon 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 Ranch yeah, so we'll give a little refresh on what happened last time in Lon Lon Ranch. Uh, you go there, and it's owned by these Mario Luigi brothers. <laughs> um, Malin is the Mario. Uh, Ingo is the Luigi. Um, Ingo is kind of a dick in the past. Uh, now, in the future, Talon Ingo, is the Mario. Talon's the Mario. Malin is, Ma- is, Malin is, is the like, daughter. Is, if anything, is Peach, I guess. She's Peach, I suppose. But Ingo is the dick. He's the evil Luigi. Um, you made friends with Epona and learned Epona's song the last time you were there. Um, however, that was when you were a kid. As an adult in the future, Ganondorf gave Ingo the ranch, so he is now in charge of it. Um, and he is kind of being a huge dick. Um, you race Ingo um, to get Epona. Um, and so you do the race. Um, you have a very simple riding mechanics where um, A makes her go faster, but you can kind of burn her out. Um, so you do this race to free Epona, um, and you get locked in, but guess what? Epona just jumps straight over and you get out. Yep. Yeah. And so now you have access to Epona. So if you play Epona's song, um, you get to ride Epona around. Epona is not necessarily super useful right now, um, but for some, some stuff later, we will need Epona. Yeah. And do you think that, what do you think of like the horse riding in this game? Cause to me, Again, I th- I said this last time, I might be harsher on the game than I probably should be, but it seems like a, an afterthought. It, it definitely seems like an afterthought. It seems like um, you could have easily gotten around Hyrule Field without a horse. Yeah. Um, you could easily do all this stuff 
in this game without a horse. Uh, but I think it, it, it adds the horse riding combat of being able to shoot bows, uh, while you're riding a horse and kind of hunt down the pose, which is kind of fun and cool. Um, and I think it's just something that they wanted to do. Um, I, I think it's unnecessary, but I also don't think it's badly implemented and I don't think the controls are bad. So yeah, I, for the era, it's it, the, the controls aren't bad for the era. It's, it's good. I think it's fine. Um, I, like I said, I don't think it takes anything away from the game. Yeah. But um, that's basically it for Lon Lon Ranch. Can yeah. you do anything else? Can I don't you, like, think so. Part here? I, I don't know. Race again? No, you might be able to go. There's a cow in one of the, I think mm. you can, like refill your bottle and get yeah. milk. But other than that, I don't think there's a single other thing to do here. Yeah. Um, so then you kind of head your way to, to Cacarico Village, in particular the graveyard where you move one of the gravestones and fall down and there is and this was not previously available i think i think you couldn't you previously could not move this gravestone as a you kid. needed well or is it you need the song of time to eliminate one of the blocks mm, i already forgot <laughs> i think you, <laughs> you need might the song right. of time to eliminate one of the blocks yeah yeah, yeah. and you see dompe dompe was the gravekeeper of the cemetery as a kid he is now dead and floating and he challenges you to a race if you are able to beat his best time you get the hook shot the hook shot is a fun ass weapon or you know not weapon accessory hook shot's great i wish there were more uses of the hook shot but i understand why there are not yeah and also it has to be very like particular about what you can hook onto. I mean, it makes sense that you can't hook onto like solid rock, but you can to wood like that. It yeah. makes sense, you know, but this isn't I, like Batman's grappling hook where well, it just, but that's exactly what I wanted it to be when I was a kid. Yeah. Because I figured I, I you know, when I got it, I tried to grapple up Kakariko village on all the rooftops. Cause I figured why wouldn't you be able to, but no, you can grapple onto the rooftops though. Certain well, certain, certain ones, ones. From certain angles. Yes, yeah. that that's true. But it's um, not like you can't just go to the side of a building and like ching, like just grapple onto it. That's right. And yeah. I, I I remember distinctly that the first time I ever played this game, I didn't go to Kakariko Village. I think I was I went to Kakariko Village. I couldn't figure out what I was supposed to do. And I wandered away and I was like, I remembered and we mentioned this in our last episode. When you go to Sacred Forest Meadow, there's that like, you know, opening behind you. And you're just like, how the hell do I get up there? And I remember going all yes. the way back. I'm like, I'm an adult. I should probably be able to get there now. But you still can. But you still can't. <laughs> and then I, I think it took me a long time to figure out to get the hook shot. Yeah. Um, but you and it's not like for a lack of like not paying attention to what killer characters say. It's more just like I would get lost exploring and then I'd forget what people I forget what people said and lose my way. Well, also, people, the way Zelda games like to clue you in to important facts is that um, people will say things and certain words or phrases will be bolded or in different colors. So people will say something like, oh, you know, it's important to head to Kakariko Village and Kakariko Village will be in blue. Yeah. Um, but hints like that are available kind of everywhere throughout the world. So even though the game tells you go to Kakariko Village, people in Kakariko Village could be giving you hints about other parts of the game. Right. You know what I mean? Like yep. you, you may not exactly know where to go. Yeah. And I didn't I chose not to really engage with characters in this game to see what they say and to see like to assess this game and evaluate it and like how good is it in explaining where you need to go next because it's, I know everywhere to go and I just that's not how I wanted to engage with the game this time and that's not how I wanted to evaluate it. 
that's the thing. It's so hard to tell that because even when I played this game for the first time when I was a little kid, I was using like a Nintendo Power or whatever mm-hmm. um, as well. So it's like I, I don't actually know what it would be like to go into this game blind and I'll never have that experience. <laughs> I, I had the strategy guide for it. I don't remember if it was the official Nintendo one, but man, did I love that thing. I would read it all the time. I loved I loved strategy guides. Well, we've talked about doing an episode yeah. on that sometime and I think we should, although it's more like you can appreciate it more visually. It's not I don't know how well podcast medium will work for it, but I just I was obsessed with like looking at these like map, these renderings, these 2D renderings of 3D maps from um, the N64 and GameCube era games. Totally fascinated with it. The map system in the map system in Metroid Prime just probably blows your mind. I mean, oh, my God, the Metroid Prime. <laughs> I, I think I have that back at my parents house. Metroid Prime uh, strategy guide. If you're looking one for of my absolute maps. Favorites. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but we but do yeah. return to we do return to the Kokiri Forest and the Lost Woods once we yeah. have the hook shot. Right. Yes. I mean, you can do the race again for a piece of heart, but I think you actually I forget if you need the long shot to kind of do the final shortcut at the end of the race to get to beat that time to get it. Or if you can use the hook shot for it, I always come back after I have the long shot and I do it. Um, gotcha. But anyway, that's not important. But we, what is important yeah. is that we meet our buddy, uh, Mido again. He's not really our buddy. He's kind no, of he's not, but he's, he, I really wish that there had been a scene of like adult link, just kind of like pushing him over to repay <laughs> him for being such a, a, see you next Tuesday and uh yeah. as when you were a kid he he loves if there's one thing Mito loves it's blocking your path he really well it's good to know that nothing's changed in seven years y- yeah right yeah um so Mito is there uh, in the lost woods and you kind of know you're heading in the right direction because Mito was not there before when you were a kid and clearly that's where you're supposed to be going and when you get to him you have to play Sarai's song to get him to to move and acknowledge you as and maybe remember who you are. And as you, you get back to the sacred forest meadow and you encounter well, their moblins, right? That's what they're called. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And those, they're a little, they're sons of bitches. Uh, I remember <laughs> struggling with them when I was a kid. Um, not really anymore. You can use the hook shot to kill them as long as they have their back turned uh, pretty simple. And you make your way back to the sacred forest meadow and Sheik appears as she uh, will do um, basically when you're in the right place and teaches you the minuet of forest. There is a, like it's a gray, like Triforce um, engraved like structure on the ground there. And it's not the first one you will find like that. And depending on how much you explored as a kid, you probably saw other ones that that is basically like the war point. When you play the minuet of forest, you will appear back right here in the sacred forest meadow on that structure. Yes. And there's also one in the Temple of Time. So you've definitely seen it before. And Menuet of Forest is a lovely song. I think it might actually be the only happy sounding song of all the ones you learn. Uh, but I could be wrong about that. I could be misremembering. It is. It is rather upbeat. Uh, Prelude which is, of Light is happy, I guess. Prelude of Light is happy. Uh, Menuet of Forest is kind of upbeat, which is interesting because the Forest Temple itself is kind of like it's kind of a ghost temple it it's, really it's is kind of like a haunted ghost temple which is like even as a kid i thought was a really interesting choice and now as an adult i think it's also uh like a really interesting choice aesthetically yes. they could have just done forest and nothing else but they almost make it 
this like dilapidated mansion kind of. Yes. Yes. Okay. So yeah, let's talk about that because I, you know, we're going to talk later about our favorite temples. Um, I, I can't really like talk about it right now without spoiling it. And this is my favorite temple in the game. It's a pretty great this one. Yeah. If it's not my number one, it's in the top three. It, it just blew my mind as a kid. Like the difference between the, the, the type of temple as an adult, the first one you get engaged with versus the kind of level of difficulty and the kind of way, the kind of puzzles and stuff that you had as in young link um, temples and dungeons and such. But yeah. And I'm glad that you were try- starting to describe what the forest temple is because I and what its aesthetic is, because I am I was really kind of like at a loss for words. It isn't really foresty, but it no. yet feels so appropriate. It, it It's kind of like, it, yeah, it, you said you call it like a mansion. It's like this. It's like you there's this mansion that was in a forest long ago and it's been since abandoned and is now overgrown. Yes. And the- damn, isn't that cool? It's so cool um ghosts factor into this as well the boss itself is like a phantom is a ghost yeah um so again it also has this like feeling of being haunted uh which again for just like kind of a straight up forest area is a really cool kind of bend to do yeah and it all and not just that though like it 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 quite literally like bends your reality in a way like there, there are rooms that are twisted and upside down and you can hit switches with your bow and the spoiler alert this is the item you get in, in this temple the bow bow and arrow and you can like hit a switch to like you know untwist the rooms and and change their orientation i uh every time i think about just the legend of zelda ocarina of time in general one of the like images that flashes through my mind is the shot that you take to hit an eye switch yes where it goes down the hallway the twisting hallway you hit the switch and then it pulls back down the hallway so it's so good to reveal that it's straightened and yeah i i just that image flashes in my mind when i think about this game at all i out of all of my memories of my first experience playing this game i have some of the most vivid ones of this temple in particular and it you know Maybe that the nostalgia for it is one of the reasons I I I call it my favorite. But I I do think one of the other reasons is I spent a long time in this temple as a kid. I could not find like keys I needed to get to the next place. So much backtracking. I was so confused because it. So one of the you get you learn very quickly as you enter like the main room kind of like the hub room of the temple, you see four poses of different colors scatter. They take these flames that are controlling this elevator and they scatter. And so clearly, even as a kid, I knew I have to find those poses. And I, I'm looking for them. And I, and I remember running around like those two hallways that have like the first two poses, the, I think like the red one and the blue one. And you hear them, them laugh. <laughs> and there are these portraits on the wall. And I think I was just running so fast and not paying attention that by the time I heard that noise, I'd look and I would n- actually see them in the in the frame because they disappear from the frame as you get too close. And I just could not figure out where they were. And then there was a time where I was just like looking around and I turned and I caught an angle of one of the portraits with the Poe there. And I was like, holy shit, 
how do I how do I do how do I do this? And like despite the fact that I've played I had played a Zelda game before, I think only one Zelda game before this one. I just it didn't occur to me to use the item I got from the freaking <laughs> temple to solve this puzzle. I just could not figure out how to get them to or I didn't know how to get them out of the I didn't even it didn't even occur to me when I had the bow just to to shoot the damn portrait. But that is what you need to do. You need to just shoot all three portraits for each one of those two first two poses to get that pose to appear and then you can kill it. Um yeah, very similarly, do we have any other notes about the dungeon or shall we jump onto the boss? Yeah, maybe? we could jump to the boss. I mean there's two other poses you find, one was like a puzzle and then the other one's kind of like a figure out which of the these poses is the real one. And, it's very obvious. It's the one that spins. Well, and like <laughs> describing the pose, all of those tricks put together make up the boss. Evil yes. Spirit from Beyond, Phantom Ganon. He does all those things. You start in this room where there are three portraits of like a, a creepy road with a dark castle. And he will come galloping out of one of them on his horse. And you have to use the bow, the item of the dungeon, to shoot him. And so it kind of does all the tricks that the pose do, but put together for this boss. And and in the second phase, then it turns into a uh, and, and and so is this I forget which other Zelda games before this one have like a bat, the bat, the ball of light back and forth type uh, uh, link link to the past does. OK, right. Yeah, um, I think I think you're right. The original Zelda does not. Yeah, I don't know if any of the other ones. do. I don't think Link's Awakening does either. So, but I'm, I was almost positive that one of them had that before. So that was yeah. another one of those like really clever references to earlier games that I didn't get because I had not played Link to the Past at that point. Um, also, basically practice for uh, the final fight as well. Yes. A little bit. Yeah. And and let's so and so, yeah. So Phantom Ganon will just will, will launch this like light spell at you. You have to time it right and hit wad it back at him um, with your sword. Um, and after a couple back and forths, it will hit him and then you can land some blows and then just rinse and repeat until yeah. he is dead. And what a way to start your quest as adult link. This I think is it's the best boss. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It is the, like the com- combination of like the aesthetic, this the creepy aesthetic like you. you. This this is the game. This is Nintendo being like, you are an adult now. This yes. is like this is serious. Now that the other shit wasn't serious. Because like inside the Deku Tree's got very ominous music, but it's like ominous in like a I'm a kid in a scary forest type way. I'm yeah. a, in a scary cave. This is like I am alone in a ghost mansion, and the music is very beautiful but very ominous. Well, also unlike uh, basically all the things we were doing as a child, there's no like Ruto. There's no like right. cute, cutesy anything here. It's like you said, it's this dilapidated ghost mansion. The only like cute little bright spot we get is Saria, but that only comes at the very end. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I applaud Nintendo for having this be the first dungeon, including like the, the, the boss just being like, oh, shit, this is like this is real a high stakes boss. And the like, Ganondorf literally talks to you um, as you're fighting his phantom or like right before. And then I think right after. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And so you find out that um, Saria is the sage of the forest and you are transported back as you are after all these temples, you are transported back to the temple of light. And having a little conversation with the sage and they give you the medallion. So you get the forest medallion here, which is not actually add to your power. Like some dumb little boy thought. Some people thought. (laughs) 
Yeah. And then, so right after this and kind of like a weird, I was so confused by this because it really, I don't think it serves any other purpose, but for story, but you land back in front of the Deku tree and there is this little tree, this little like talking tree sprout with a face, the Deku tree sprout, which tells you that the curse of the autumn forest temple is broken and now things in the forest can grow again. But I, I'm pretty sure there is no other purpose to the no. Deku tree sprout. And I remember returning I to so. it multiple times thinking there would be a purpose. But alas. No, it's it's just supposed to be a nice, like a nice little wrap up to the Deku tree story, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So do you, is this when you go to learn the prelude of light? Um, yeah, usually because you have to go, I mean, you're going to go back to the temple of time at least a couple times while you're an adult to go back in time. So I think I do it now just to learn it and get it out of the way. Yeah, I go and do it because I, this is when I want to get a couple pieces of heart in death mountain. And one of them, you need like a, a bean plant. So I need to like go back, be a kid, plant the bean. So I, I always go to death mountain, learn the Bolero fire. Bolero, I don't Bolero, know yeah. Um, and then go be a kid, and then come back and do that really quick. But anyway, so yeah, so you go, you can go back to the Temple of Time now, and Sheik will appear and teach you the the Prelude of Light, which is your kind of fast travel to the Temple of Time, and explains that yet at some point you're going to have to be a kid again. Yes, they say you can't be a kid again, but hey, guess what? You can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So so. What's there to do like between now and our next temple? Um, between now and our next temple, not a whole st- lot. I not guess. really. We can't start the bigger on quest now, can we? Oh, hmm. I don't know. I've only ever done it late in the game. Like, do you like you know? This is jumping ahead a little bit, but do you have to find all of the carpenters? in Drudo Valley to be able to do it oh 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 you might have to yeah in order to get to do that part of it yeah so I think you might yeah that makes sense to me but I'm I'm not positive it's been ages since I attempted to do it earlier than that but yeah yeah, I mean you go to Cacrigal Village you can do a shooting gallery there now for expanded arrow inventory um you you head up to head up Death Mountain and head to Goron Village where you find a rolling Goron which is a really annoying thing to have to deal with because you have to just you have to time your bomb drop perfectly to get it to stop rolling yeah it's very it it takes timing and it's a little finicky to do yeah and when you do do this the goron talks to you and i think it says its name is whatever name you are and i believe it is is it darunia's son named after you i think so yeah because you're his you're his sworn brother yeah what yeah so i met a goron named kevin yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> now my son um, is named Kevin. And so when he does that, you know, he he tells you all these things. And then he opens uh, a path to inside Death Mountain. Um, and he also gives you the Goron tunic, which enables you to go into Death Mountain and survive uh, high heat. It is the various suit of Zelda games. It is the various suit. Um, as we're talking about it, uh, besides Ganon's uh, castle, is there another time we need the goron tunic no i don't think so right like there's no other volcanic area that you need it for or there's no other area where you're a kid and it's like it's too hot for you right now that you go back with it yeah i mean Um, it's purely like do you want to look do you want to wear a red tunic 
after yeah. this. Like it, there's not a whole lot of, I mean, there's a lot of things in this game that just don't have as much use. And I, I feel like I'm being hard on the game for that, but I, I, I guess a lot of Zelda games have that issue. Yeah. I think it's a little more pronounced in this one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can't, you, it withstands the heat of the volcano, but that's like basically it. Yeah. I, I also think that this, this, this rolling Goron tells you the myth of, I'm going to butcher this, but like Volvagia. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Vulva, vagina. It's very vaginal. (laughs) Vulvagina. And yet such a phallic enemy. (laughs) Right. Very phallic. Yeah. yeah. Um, This uh, Vulvagia the dragon showed up uh, a little bit ago and started eating Gorons. Um, And upon which a Goron hero saved everybody with this mystical hammer. And Ganondorf, uh, during the at like seven years, showed up and imprisoned the Gorons in the Fire Temple to be eaten by Volvagia. And the Gorons' father, Darunia, went to the Fire Temple to save them, but has not returned. No, no, very dramatic. Yeah. Um, we get to the Fire Temple. As you mentioned, you learn the Bolero of Fire in uh, the kind of the crater of the volcano. Cool just looking about, area. I was just going to say, let's camp on that for a little bit. You can also, um, there's like pieces of heart with magic bean platforms, right? There's some other stuff going on in there. Not a whole lot though, but. But it's cool for being inside the, like the cone of a volcano before you go into this temple. I was very blown away as a kid. That's for sure. You know what did not blow me away? Yeah. The fire temple. Yeah, let's talk about it. We can, we can fly through this one. Maybe. Yeah, I think one of the, well, I was thinking today, one of the, you know, why it doesn't resonate with me. And I think one of the reasons is because. It's probably the flattest into, you know, we were talking last episode about 3D spaces and how uh-huh. that transition from 2D to 3D really uh, changed how the game, you know, makers and the players approach how to play the game, how to interact with puzzles and dungeons. The Fire Temple to me feels the least 3D of any of the dungeons. Would you say hmm. that's fair? Like it feels very sprawling instead of stacked. Um, I think I see what you're saying. Like there's there's a lot of like big rooms almost for the sake of having big rooms. Yeah, exactly. Big, like kind of generally flat, like pan shaped rooms. It, it is a it is in sharp contrast to the forest temple, which has a lot of very tiny, compact rooms and like yes. things that are stacked and navigating small spaces and trying to find your way up something. This is and, but well, I mean I, the, the water temple comes right after and it right. literally is just a giant stack. Right. Yeah. But I guess I do like the contrast from the forest temple. I mean, you're you so you enter a volcano, right? I mean, a volcano is pretty big, like, like a giant mountain. I mean, it makes sense to me that I don't know I think about like the dwarves and Lord of the Rings and stuff. I mean, they're like their homes are like mined out, enormous, enormous looking like yeah, rooms, true. and there's, there's a lot of spectacle. So in that sense, I I like that general aesthetic of the fire temple. I just don't find going through the fire temple to be very rewarding. No, I don't. I don't, I don't really enjoy its puzzles, like saving all these Gorons. So like, really, the gist of this is you find a bunch of Gorons. You have to find small keys to to unlock the cells that Gorons are in. Or actually, I don't think the small keys to always do that. You can just step on a switch. But when you rescue a Goron, it gives you a hint about something you need to do later in the dungeon. But I mean, these quote unquote hints, it's like it's stuff you would be doing anyway. Right. So the even the main gimmick of the dungeon is kind of like, eh. yeah, right, right. And and I guess it doesn't help that the item you get here is not is basically useless outside of I mean, not useless. There's maybe like so 
I'll backtrack for a second. So when you enter the temple, you enter this really, really large room and you see the boss door right away, which I actually think is kind of cool. It's a nice tease to to show you where you need to go immediately. And you're just like, shit, how do I get there? Um, And you see Darunia across like this large pit of lava standing outside the boss door. And he says, like, I got to go take care of this dragon, but I don't have my hammer with me. Seems ill advised, but, you know, (laughs) hey, Um, what happened to him after this, given what we know, where we know he ends up? I, no, nothing dead? good. Yeah, I Does he die? I mean, at least his sage form comes back. Maybe that's what I want my fan fiction to be. So, like, Phantom Ganon showed up, snapped Soraya's neck. She's dead. Uh, well, that's what I always wondered as a kid. Are the sages like they're they're not corporeal, right? They're like they're spirits. I, they're they're not. No, they are corporeal. I don't know. I I, I think they are. Like they are just like. Well, we can get into it. Uh, I think the best example of it is uh, the spirit temple. The spirit temple is what proves, I think, what proves that because Naboru is very much human and very much in front of you twice. That's true. And then it's so it's like, do you think that she didn't know that she, like, do sages know they're the sage? Because I think a couple of them quite literally are like, oh, turns out I was the sage. (laughs) Like, are they just like eating dinner with their families and they're just transported to the sacred realm when you pee to temple? It's like Logan's run. There's like a gem that starts (laughs) blinking on their palm. Like, (laughs) I guess I'm a sage now. Yeah. 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 Um, Anyway, uh, interesting. I never really thought about this uh, quite so hard until now. I don't think podcasting's for. Yeah, yeah. The power of podcasting. But uh, the item is the Megaton Hammer, which, as you said, is pretty useless. It's like here it's used to hit switches and things like rusted that. Rusted switches, of rusted which there switches. are like two other in the two others in the rest of the game outside of this temple. Right. Or to like knock big blocks out of the way. They do. Um, it, it does do more damage. It does. Than your master sword. But it is it's a little does, harder to use. It does damage equal to the bigger on sword, I think. <sighs> So I, I was looking into that, actually, because we'll get into there's a boss I fought with a big orange sword in, for the first time instead or maybe not the first time I played this game so many times. But I I've, I feel like I've usually only used the Megaton hammer on like certain bosses. I was trying to test that theory as if it kills them faster and it does work. But I think I heard the big orange sword is actually even faster. It might be. It would make sense for it to be given given that like. It's a reward well, for doing a really painstaking quest. I think the bigger on sword, I think per strike, they do the same damage. The bigger on sword is just able to strike much faster. Oh, OK. Yeah, yeah that, that would make sense. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's not a, it's not super awesome. But again, I, I do I do like generally like the kind of big rooms. Like I love the idea of like when you so when you get the Megaton hammer, you're in this you're kind of climbing very high. And there's this like time quest. You have to climb up these stairs. They're a very, it's like a very thin spiraling staircase. And if you fall to your side, I think you fall all the way back down, like to mm. the first floor or maybe the second floor. I can't remember which, but, but yeah, you, it's, it's very irritating because you have to go all the way back. Yeah. But it's, it's interesting. I think it's cool. The idea is cool. Falling is a pain. I didn't fall. Like I didn't use the save feature on the switch very often, but this was a time I did it. I wouldn't even, that's interesting to me. I didn't play it on the switch. I played it on the three DS, but I wouldn't even think to use the like quick save feature for this game. There, there are very, I've probably could count on one hand how many times I used it. I'm just kind of remembering as I go. That was one of the times I used it. So I was like, Mm. I don't, I don't think I'm going to fall 
but just in case. And I didn't. Makes sense. Uh, so I'm not exactly sure where you end up. Um, but there is another area where like you have to climb this like very there's these two doors. There, there's a door like ahead of you and there's a very thin, rocky like bridge. And if you fall, you end up falling right down to like the room where the boss room is um, into lava and such. But so yeah. I, you know, I guess I'm, there's a little bit of the spectacle that I like. I just don't really f- I find navigating the fire temple to be a pain. And I don't find it's it's um, puzzles very interesting or it's mini boss very interesting, which is this yeah. like little creature that you have to like blow up with a bomb. And then it runs around this like little guy like runs away from you and you have to stab it. Um, I'm excited to talk about the mini boss of the next temple. Should we should we move on to the next temple? We haven't even talked about the boss of this one yet. You must really. Hate oh, it. my God. I totally. I, yeah, I'm all done with the fire temple. Volvagia. Yeah. Um, Volvagia uh, just plays like Pop goes the weasel with you a little bit. Probably the worst boss uh, as an adult. The worst boss. Sorry, yeah, definitely adult. the worst boss as an adult. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, flying around in the boss chamber. And then we'll go into these like lava vents and you have to find the lava vent. It's going to pop its head out of. Yeah. And just hit it with the megaton hammer. Yeah, yeah. Not I remember. I think I thought this was pretty underwhelming even as a kid. Yeah. Uh, mainly because he moves really slow, even when he's flying around as a dragon, which you would think would be cool, but it's kind of not. Yeah. yeah. And as we hinted, Darunia is the fire sage and he gives you the fire medallion, which as a reminder to everyone, including myself, does not actually add to your it does power. not add to your power. God <laughs> it damn just, it. It just doesn't. No. Um, what you can do here before you move on to the next area um, is there is a another great fairy fountain. There's two great fairy fountains in Death Mountain. One you can do as a kid. Um, or you probably should do as a kid. And you can get magic. You can also come back and there's another great fairy fountain where you can increase your magic to max. Uh, your magic gauge, which is which is great. So where where are we heading next? We're not quite at uh, the next temple yet, though. We got to do, no. do a little bit of stuff first. And I'm curious to hear your thoughts on on what you I, I actually don't mind this stuff. I like this stuff. Everything okay. involving Zora's I'm kind of here for um, me, too. even though even the water temple, which, you know, famously kind of gets trashed on. I don't is think it's amazing is the worst thing in the world. <laughs> yeah. Um, but just like uh, as a child, you know, we we got the Kokiri Emerald from the forest. We got the um, Ruby from the Gorons. And just like a kid, we're going to go to the Zoras, um, which is where you got the Zora Sapphire. So now we're going to Zora's domain, which uh, unfortunately now is all frozen over. Crazy Ganon uh, has frozen Zora's domain. Fortunate for me, unfortunate for them. I love ice stuff, like ice theme things. um, So I was super into this. Yeah. So the idea here is you want to go into the ice cavern uh, to collect uh, a flame that can burn away um the red the, ice red ice yes that, that king zora is encased that the in. king is trapped in yes so i actually like the ice cavern as a mini dungeon um, it's kind of neat it is neat i don't I it's love, not a nearly a top like mini dungeon or like temple or whatever like it's probably gonna be low on my rankings but i don't i don't hate it i love the aesthetic i love the music um i love just like the glittering like black and silver kind of look to it I love kind of the ice puzzles, as lame as those can be. Um, but uh, yeah, anything else about the ice cavern? Um, no, I, I guess I wish it had an actual boss instead yeah. of just like a white wolfos. Um, I wish there was like an, I don't know. I would have liked an actual boss. I mean, I, I feel the same way about the well, but we'll talk about that too. Yeah, I, I enjoyed um, the white wolfos. I think it's kind of interesting. The, the arena you fight the white wolfos in is kind of interesting. It's like, there's like 
stars everywhere. It's like an all black room. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's very cool. I like it yeah. quite a bit. And that's when Sheik appears and teaches you the serenade of water. Um, yeah, I see that you have in the notes uh, the text from the serenade of water. Would you like to read that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and this is one of my favorite quotes. Um, Mine too. I, from, I love this from the game, uh, and it's and it's odd. And I and I, I think every time I've been playing it as an adult, uh, as adult James, um, adult James, it's jarring to me because it's a shocking like attempt at like good writing shoved in a game that doesn't seem very concerned with the writing quality. I'm not saying the writing's bad. It's just it stands out in a big it's way. A, it's a bit of poetry in yeah. It's a bit of poetry where we haven't seen poetry before. Yeah. So so it says time passes, people move. Like a river's flow, it never ends. A childish mind will turn to noble ambition. Young love will become deep affection. The clear water's surface reflects growth. Now listen to the serenade of water to reflect upon yourself. I yeah. like that a lot. And it kind of, I mean, it mirrors both you, but also Ruto, right? A childish mind will turn to noble ambition. Young yeah. love will become deep affection. Yeah. And Ruto herself has gone to the water temple because she wants to unfreeze all this ice. Yes. Yes. Um, you go back uh, to King Zora with the blue fire and unfreeze him. And he gives you the Zora's tunic, uh, which allows you to go under the water and not drown. I love the Zora's tunic. I often wear it for the rest of the game. I wear it for the rest of the game. I love it. Um, are we yeah. going to get into our tunic battle here? I don't think we're going to have a battle. I think this is the best tunic in the game. And I blue is the best tunic in the game. But yep. if we're including the Smash Brothers alternate <laughs> colors, what is your favorite tunic? Um, I'm still going to go blue. I'm actually going to go just from nostalgia. You said purple, right? Uh, I'm going to change my mind to go yellow, actually. Oh, the yellow is good. I like yellow is pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm like not as passionate about like I think the yellow looks good too. I'm not as to me like like for like Samus like gravity suit purple gravity suit all the way has always been my favorite Pretty Samus cool. suit. Yeah, um, but I won't you know I I'll, I'll I won't always do blue for for Link. Fair enough. Um, uh, yeah. so you go to Lake Hylia. That is where the water temple is. Um, while you're here, you can do more fishing and you can get the gold scale. Um, so with the water tunic or the Zora tunic, you can stay underwater indefinitely. So say with the iron boots, so you won't drown. However, that's different than diving, um, where you're like floating on the surface of the water. The silver scale lets you dive for a certain amount, but the gold scale lets you dive for even longer. And Does the, that and, make sense? Yeah. And they're both like barely used in the entire game. It's, gold well, scale exactly, is just yeah. used to get a piece of heart or no, there's a piece of heart. No, it, it, so it's only required to do one thing, I think, and that's a piece of heart. There's another piece of heart that you can use the gold sale, scale to get, but you can also just use the iron boots. I don't think we mentioned at the end of the, uh, the ice cavern, you get the iron boots. Yes. Which not that useful <laughs> until you have the Zora tunic. Yeah, exactly. Um, unless you just want to kill yourself. Um, so you go into the water temple and meet Princess Ruto. Uh, before, she now call before, oh, before you say that, I'm sorry. There was the one thing. That I, I so really quick, I I love the water temple. I've always loved I've always liked it. Sorry. I, I'm not gonna say love. I shouldn't, even though I, I kind of feel that way it sometimes. Like I I really like the water temple. I love the aesthetic. I love water type stuff, even though water's dungeons and water levels are typically shit. 
um, water areas in video games. You know, that's a classic uh, stereotype, right? That water levels suck. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is there. Are, there are so there are very many like objective flaws with the water temple. Um, some of which bother me. Some of them. Some of which don't. I've I do. never hated it the way that. Some people hate it. The general public. I, I, I don't I don't get it. I, I really don't like it, it. It's. I don't know. I almost wish you did hate it so you could explain it to me and, and give that alternate opinion right here. I mean, I, I think I understand the argument. The argument is that it looks very samey. Um, it's easy to get lost mm. in, which I kind of disagree with, um, depending, especially depending on what version you're playing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it's just kind of confusing when to raise and lower the water. However, I think the counter argument to that is, especially if you're playing the 3DS version, it's not that confusing anymore. It's not. Yeah, it's not that bad. Um, And the second being, if you just follow the like, you can't go out of order. You can't break sequence, really, in any of these dungeons. Like with the Master Quest, I think you can. But with the original version, you kind of have to tackle the dungeon in certain sequences and yeah. so if you just play the dungeon through the kind of the only way you can it's there's only really one way to play yeah it. And, th- and that's the thing though is like th- this dungeon i think does give you the feeling like you can sequence break and it's very tempting to do it and it's not like you don't necessarily it doesn't like make sequence breaking feel wrong it, it's like it makes other i think it makes other places look accessible and you can go there and then when you go there and you find nothing at the end you're like what the hell's going on especially with the moving water levels and especially before you have the long shot and you could if you wanted to move the water levels all around get to all these areas but they're all areas by that point you would have needed the long shot so yes you can i guess Mm. that's a good way of clarifying you could if you wanted to waste a lot of time yes and this Temple also tests like your observational skills because one of the very common missed things in this temple, a lot of a lot of people's complaints is that you get to doors that you do not have keys for and then you unlock it and then there's another one behind there and you're like, where are all these small keys that this game thinks I'm supposed to have right now? Well, one of them in the very center structure of the level is... So you start like the first thing you end up doing is after Ruda, you end up lowering the water level all the way to the bottom. If you are noticing when you walk into this like middle structure, there is a piece of the floor that looks different than the rest. That is, in fact, a piece of the floor that will float upwards. Yes. When you've raised the water level, many people forget to go back there. I stupidly forgot to go back there. I, I was like, every time I replay this game, I'm like, I'm going to crush the water temple. I'm going to go exactly where I need to go in the exact right order. I'm going to fly through this dungeon. And I usually do. This time, I actually didn't. I got lost. I, I, I had like a brain fart. I forgot completely about that key, which is the first time in a long time I've forgotten that. Um, But I ended, you know, I ended up doing it and, and it ended up being fine. Before we before we talk about like the the center or, you know, the mini boss and the item of this temple, I want to say a couple quick things. The first thing is, I mean, the general thing that people the other thing that people hate about this is that this dungeon requires a lot of taking on and off the iron boots. And if you were playing the original like I did, that means you have to go back into the pause menu, go to the screen where you change your boots and change them and then exit the pause menu and sometimes you have to do this repeatedly and it's frustrating 
Not in the 3DS version. No, the 3DS version is a godsend. <clears throat> um, I noticed something for the first time playing this that I found really funny. And I, I think you might as well. So to get into the water temple, you have to put on your iron boots, go to the bottom of Lake Hylia, shoot this like switch and walk in with your iron boots on. Yes. The very first thing you do in the water temple is take off the is iron take boots. off the iron boots you <laughs> just put on. Yes. That almost is so it can't be. That's either such poor design or it's trolling. I don't understand why they why you couldn't just have steps like you couldn't just walk. Yes, out from the exactly. Water. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. And, and and I could have imagined it's like someone like Miyamoto being like, oh, it makes sense. You got to do that because you need to be able to like kind of teach them that they're going to be doing this a lot. But yeah, it's but just stupid. No, I, I yeah, I agree. I think it's, it's very dumb. it's very amusing to me, though. It's very funny. I, ne- I don't think I've ever thought about that till now. The I, very, I guess the I have very either. first thing you do when you walk into the temple. It's the very first thing. <laughs> Take off your boots you just put on. Uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, let's talk about the this mini boss in this arena. Oh, it's pretty awesome. I the mini boss and the item you get in this temple are kind of my favorite, probably in the game for both of those categories. Same. So uh, the mini boss is Dark Link. So you go into this area. It's this kind of misty. Um, like it goes infinitely in all directions yeah. kind of 3d space uh the water on the ground is kind of reflecting what's going on above it and um there's just this little structure kind of in the middle right yes it's, it's just a tree it's just I a think. tree that's right it's just yeah. a tree in the middle on a little um, island like a little tiny a, island yes on a small island and dark link shows up and dark link kind of mirrors all of your moves um, and there are a couple of different ways to counter Dark Link. How do you usually take on Dark Link? So is really quick. It, so is, uh, do you have to walk all the way to the other side and then turn around for Dark Link to appear there? Because Dark Link isn't there when you first walk. He's in. not. Yeah, I, d- I don't remember. I, I think you have to go all the way to the other side and then you probably you, you won't be able to do anything. And then you turn around and then he's there. Yeah. Um, there's no cutscene either. Um, it just no. kind of starts. But so I, I actually wanted to ask you about this. I. I have definitely done the strategy where you are just swiping like crazy and hope that you yes. land some hits. Um, but Dark Link almost often, almost always will like every like four or five hits will like jump on your sword and like hit you, stun you. Um, I now just use Din's fire until I'm out of magic. That's, and then, yes, thank you. <laughs> and then yeah, and then I and then I go for some like quick hits and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. What I don't know what the other like best strategy is. Can you use the Megaton Hammer on him? I know the Megaton Hammer has like a few weird boss uses. I don't know. I I don't know. I I wish I would have done the research on that. Um, I was almost kind of I was kind of hoping you would just have a different strategy, but then no, Dinsfire. Yeah, of course, it's Dinsfire all the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I don't have time to mess with this. I've been doing that for far too. I'm sure I've probably beaten this boss every way you possibly can. But the last like ten times I played the game, Dinsfire. It's just so simple. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then the item you get is the long shot, which is uh, the hook shot, but it just goes much longer. Um, Coolest weapon in the game by far. Big D squirts knowing that I now could 
use my hook shot over longer distances after having like seen places before where I couldn't yes, reach. Man, that yes, was great. Yes. <laughs> um, this boss I think is kind of dumb, um, but I think it has a really cool cutscene. Do you want to yes. describe it? Yeah. I, so I I actually really like this boss in general. I, it's it's I think it's just because of like what it is. It's just so odd. I, I don't I don't think yeah. that this like the fight itself is like mind-blowing in any way the fight itself it's, is pretty meh but yeah i agree it's like it's a cool monster. yeah so you 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 enter into this room with these like four platforms in the middle and it's just full of water but the water actually looks a little bluer than the yes, rest of the water does water. In, in the in the level and i think after you've like gone on like one or one of the platforms um you get this kind of like uh, Sam Raimi, Evil Dead, um, from the perspective of the of the yeah. bad guy, um, yeah. first person view, as it's like swimming in the water, and it goes up into the air and like and it rises above Link, and then you see Link turn around horrified, and then it cuts to what Link is looking at, and it is this like like snake like water tentacle that's out of that's come out of the water with this like eyeball looking thing floating inside it that's clearly the thing that's controlling the water yeah which is cool it is cool and i mean the the, the boss fight is basically just you use the long shot pull the eye out hack yeah. it it goes back in the water rinse and repeat as it like makes these tentacles come out and try to grab you and and like strangle you a little bit and so then once you've yeah. done that the ending cutscene i think is kind of cool too like the water gets like sucked up into the ceiling as if there's a drain in the ceiling and gravity is reversed um, it's like it like gets sucked up, like the water like dries up in in the ceiling, and then like the last drop of it falls to the ground and explodes. Yes, pretty pretty neat. I I I like the developers like stretching their imagination a little bit here. I I I just I really like this temple. <laughs> no, I like this temple too, and yeah. I think um this was definitely something uh, like the water effects uh were you know especially mind blowing for the time as well. Yeah. Um. So the idea that they could make a monster out of water and have it look as good as it does for you know at, for that era, I think was an accomplishment. Yeah. The really the main bad thing about this dungeon is that you have to now marry Rudo. You have to marry Rudo and the repetitiveness of the iron boots. But honestly, again, if you're playing the three guests, it's all alleviated. It's not that bad, people. You do still have to. Well, I mean, she still tells you you have to marry her in, in all yeah, versions. Regardless of what version, you still have to marry Rudo. I, I will say one of my one of the uh, memories I have of, have of last time I played this on 3DS is I, the water temple looks really incredible. The graphical upgrade is makes the water temple look amazing. It does look very good. Yeah, it looks very so. good. And uh the like glowing pathways they put on the walls to direct you where you're going. Yes. Um it's yeah, it's very cool. I like very it. cool. Yeah. Um, you get the fire arrow here. Um, you're back in Lake Hylia. You can get the fire arrow earlier than this, though, right? I don't think so. Maybe I not. I think because uh hmm. I, I feel like you can't read the thing you need to read that tells you you can I don't actually I'm not oh, sure. Oh, no, no. Oh, no. You can't because I think the sun does not rise in the way that it does mm. until you beat the temple. So you like you awaken Rudo. She's the sage of water because duh. And she also tells you that she senses Zelda is alive, which is like, oh, I actually had forgotten about Zelda kind by, of this important, I guess. by this point. She's a kind of an important character. 
It's not the legend of Kevin. <laughs> it's not the legend of Kevin. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Lake Hylia fills back up with water. She talks to you. And then, yeah, you can, you walk to like the edge of this platform and you shoot the sun with the boat, with your bow and arrow to get a fire arrow, which I thought was so cool as a kid. So cool. Yeah. And then it comes down and it's all glittering and there's like this like fire crystal stuck to the end of the the arrow. And I, I just love it. Yeah. Um, speaking of things that I love, we have this whole like side story happening at Kakariko Village. Best cutscene in the game, maybe. Yeah. Tell us about it. Um, so you are told, I think, by Sheik to go to Kakariko Village next. And when you get there, you find Sheik. Uh, Kakariko Village is burning, right? This is when yes. the whole village yep. is burning. And Sheik is kind of standing outside of this the well that you've seen many times as you've kind of come and gone from Kakariko Village. And Sheik's like, get back. Get, get, you know, get back now. And the there's this little, like, uh, I don't know, what, what do you call it? Like the thing that holds the water or whatever. Like the, the top of the well or whatever like, thing yeah, is attached the, to the well yeah. is like blown into the air. And this shadow creature like escapes the well and it just literally looks like a moving shadow. Yes. Kind of like goes like on like the side of the hill, like on the buildings and comes like down onto the ground and goes directly towards Link as fast as it can and knocks Link out. And once he comes to Sheik tells him that there was this evil spirit that was sealed in the well by Impa, by her people, the Sheikah. And but this the spirit has escaped and now Impa has gone to the shadow temple to seal it away. And that's when she teaches you the nocturne of shadow, the most yes. depressing song in the game. It is very depressing. Yeah. Um. So you can go to the shadow temple now, I believe you can, but it won't do you a ton. It, of good. It won't do you any good, but I definitely did. No, yeah, I definitely did do that when I first played this game. And I was very confused because I couldn't do anything. Uh, yeah. And I also probably was ignoring the blatant signs. I mean, when you get to the Shadow Temple, the Shadow Temple is very obvious in that you need to be able to see things that aren't there. Exactly. And I'm like, I don't have anything that can do that. No. Um. So really the thing to do now is to go learn the Song of Storms. And this is really the only time the game tries to be creative in how it plays with the idea of time travel. Well, the like one of two times. Yeah, you're yeah, yeah. you're right. Um, what what do you have to do? So, um, I know what to do. I'm just yes. this is a segue to you. <laughs> I'll, I'll explain it to you. Don't worry. <laughs> take, take some notes. Here we go. Okay. Um, so you become young Link again. You, as we just said, you learn the Song of Storms as adult Link. Uh, the windmill guy says a kid once played that song to him and it messed everything up. So using that as a clue, you become young Link again. You go and you play the Song of Storms to the windmill guy, which makes the windmill speed up and drains the well so you can enter it this time as a kid. Now, here's the question. Where does the Song of Storms come from? Are you saying there's a paradox? It is a paradox. Where does <laughs> yeah. it come from? It's... How do you know it? You, he teaches it to you so that you can teach him. But who taught either of you to begin with? you're right <laughs> you know what i mean it's a paradox yeah, yeah you're right what a bad anyway. game five out of ten um good game uh or decent game thanks for listening anyhow uh anyhow. at the bottom of the well it's the bottom of the well is kind of its own mini dungeon yeah um kind of like the ice caverns 
So Navi can hear spirits telling you to find the eye of truth. Um, there's not a full, again, this isn't a full dungeon, but there's a mini dungeon. Um, there's the death hand. Uh, when was the first, was the first appearance of the death hand Link's awakening? Do you know? Uh, I don't know if it was different in, in Link's awakening. I can't just the idea that like a hand that comes down from the ceiling that takes you. away. Well, that's not what that, that's not what this is. That's, that's a, um, that's a wall. That's a wall master wall master. You're right. I'm completely. And and those are, those are, those are in some of the older games. This is the dead hand. The dead hand, yes. That is this like fucking terrifying looking creature. Like you walk into this room, there's these like white arms, these gangly white arms sticking out of the air. And if you get close to one, it triggers the boss fight because it grabs you by the head. And this little, this fucking thing, it almost like looks like, I don't even, I don't even, it doesn't look like a hand, but it's just this like, I don't know. what, What do you call it? Like this, like it's, it's so hard to explain what this is i guess it is maybe it's like let's say you cut off your hand at the wrist and no nope that doesn't work either i'm trying to make i'm trying to make something out of the hand but it's this like it's got this like like long neck and this like tiny head at the end but it has this these like big like gross looking jaws and these beady eyes yeah, it's and it really will come. Terrifying. It looks like it looks like someone who drowned almost that yeah. came back to life as like a vengeful spirit. Yeah, and it, it will like approach you while you're being held by one of the hands, and you can kind of like you know move the control stick around and get out of being grabbed, and it will just like bite at you, and so you just need to like let, come up close to it, um, stay away from the hands so you don't get grabbed, but like it will lower its head and try to bite you again, and that when when it does that, you can you can hit it yeah. with your sword. Yeah, and when you beat that, you get the lens of truth. Which, which will let you see things that are not there. The lens yeah. of truth so uses your magic power. It slowly drains it. So the bottom of the well is one of the things about this game that I don't think works very well. This also seemed like it's very, it, I, I don't understand the, I, the idea of here's a dungeon that you can get to the boss really fast. If you follow like the main path, like you can get to the boss immediately and then leave there's nothing else to do but yeah. obviously you're going to explore if you're playing the game for the first time but there's really nothing else to get here except like a gold sculptula and that's it and maybe it bomb feels, shoes. it feels a little unfinished because also everything is very samey like it yeah. aesthetically it's very samey everywhere it's creepy though i mean there's like blood on the floor and the music is creepy it's the the game's gotten spoopy yeah it is pretty spoopy um but yeah, I just don't, I don't really like this very much. It, it bothers me that it's unfinished. Can or we contrast? Like, yeah. I was just going to say, can we contrast it with a shadow temple, which as a kid, I didn't think much of, but now as an adult, I think it kind of owns. I, I really like it a lot. Um, yeah. What do you like about it? Okay. So, but, so to get here, once you get the, li- yeah. the lens of truth, you turn back into an adult warp to the entrance to the shadow temple using the nocturne of shadow. If you haven't opened it already, you have to use Din's fire to open it. I do not think any other thing works. No, you, and this is where you need Din's fire. Din's fire is the only one of the three spells you need to actually complete the game. Yes, that is correct. Yeah. And I, I can't remember if I had it by this point, the first time I played it or not. I, I remember being confused of what to do with all these torches. 
But that could just mean I'm an idiot. Like I might have had Din's fire and then just realized that I need to use it. I don't remember. No, that's that exactly what it was it. with me. I remember I had Din, Din's fire, but I remember trying a bunch of other things first. Yeah. Um, mainly also because you never really think to use those spells for much. Yeah. Like I mean, except for the one that creates like the war point. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But. Um, so the Shadow Temple is aesthetically really awesome. Probably yeah. my second favorite temple aesthetically in the game. Um personally. Uh the it it, it is like it's it's kind it, it had it goes through like different phases. It's like there are times where it feels like a catacombs. Yeah. Other time it feels like I mean it, it, almost like an underground graveyard, which I guess is kind of what a catacombs is, but it's more of just like there's a lot, there's like statues and stuff. Like catacombs, I guess when I think of a catacombs, I just think of like body stacked i I guess catacombs is the right is the right word it it almost feels like an underworld really yeah and and, but it's like you start off in like stuff that looks a little more like a catacombs but then you it's like you keep descending deeper and deeper even though you're not really descending that much and it it feels like it yeah and then there are these big rooms with just like these huge like abysses abyssi abyssi um and it, you just get the feeling like you are like going almost insane. Like you're going like deeper and towards like the underworld. Like, yeah, like you said, the underworld is a good way of putting it. Yeah. Um, One thing I noticed this time that I feel like I never noticed before is that this dungeon doesn't double back on itself. It, there's like yeah. one time where you can take a ladder back up to somewhere you've been. But for the most part, the Shadow Temple does not involve coming back to the same areas repeatedly it is just like a linear like going deeper and deeper and further and further into the dungeon i didn't notice that until i read your notes and that makes complete sense to me and i'm almost positive that was intentional to create that effect absolutely like you're going deeper and you know further in yeah i i really like that about it it's funny that i, I mean i'm I don't really have a desire to play Ocarina of Time again anytime soon. And I, again, we talked about this last episode. We both played this so many times. Yeah. But I was just so pleased. If I'm going to, if I have a new takeaway from this most recent playthrough, I've, first of all, going into this, I would have thought I wouldn't really have any ma- new takeaways. I've, I feel like I've learned everything. I've seen everything. I've established all my opinions about this game already. But I I came out of this most recent playthrough with a newfound appreciation for the Shadow Temple, which I never disliked. But I just kind of at worst maybe was like, it's middle of the road. I exactly. And that was a kind of always my impression of it as being middle of the road. But this time and again, especially after hearing your thoughts on it, it kind of it really does own um, it, in yeah. a way that I used to not appreciate as much. Yeah, the the silly element of it is the the hover boots the slippery boots let's call it the slippery boots they're so slippery um so you defeat another dead hand to get that um but yeah you get your final set of boots the hover boots the hover boots actually do have quite a good amount of use um but like for the in exchange for the ability to walk off cliffs and hover for a short short amount of time uh you it's basically like you're walking on ice all the time Yes. Which I think is a fair trade off. I don't really find this to be annoying. I think some people hate this. I I don't, I don't I'm not really bothered by it. They're not meant for you to wear them at all times is the other thing. If they were meant right. for you to wear at all times, it would be enraging. But I, I, no. I actually don't take them off in this dungeon. Usually 
Yeah, I guess I don't silly. hear. But I, I mean, like in the overworld, um, yeah. like you're not going to be running around with the hover boots all the time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, you have a note about the floating boat. Uh, tell us about the floating boat. Like, give us that set piece. So th- those are my like other two like aesthetic ta- uh, takeaways was like, so you get to this like long and I remember like you get the map and you see this. There's this long room, yeah. this huge room. And you're like, what the hell is that? You get there finally, and there is this boat with the Triforce symbol on it, and it's boat. It's a boat that's like floating on nothing. I think it's an on it like air. These big bells. Yeah, it's like the River yeah. Styx kind yes, of, just like it. Um, and you play the the Zelda's lullaby, and then the the boat starts moving, and it's very it's very creepy. Uh, it rings this bell, um, and you fight some Stalfos on it. Um, and then when it gets to the end, uh, it will fall. And like Navi, yes. I think, will warn you that it's about to fall and you can you have to jump off. And then you're basically near the end of the level. The other thing I really loved was the room up with the boss door in it. You you enter this room and it's just black. And at the very end of the room is it only I mean it, it's at the end of the room, but it looks like it's just a door floating in an endless black nothingness. Void. Yeah. Um, love that you have to use the you know the lens of truth a lot in this level. Um, I think this is also maybe not the first time, but one of the the only the few times that you see mummies as like an alternate form of re-deads. Yeah, yeah, that is a good point. Which yeah, is neat. There are also mummy re-deads. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of a lot of the puzzles in this are are like you have to use the lens of truth to like identify what's fake and what's not. Like it reveals like walls that are hidden, yeah. enemies that are hidden. Um, things like that. It, it's using it's, the it's hover boots neat. to get to areas that normally you wouldn't be able to get to. Yeah. Like Another yeah. use of Din's fire that I think you probably can just use the fire arrow for. There is a room where it's a what do you call it when like the 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 two like root walls are coming in, um, and they have like spikes on them to like oh, crush you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, don't I don't know what, what you call, call that, but I, I guess yeah. I was thinking of an Iron Maiden, but that's different. That's like a torture device with spikes and stuff. But I mean, it's ballpark. You can yeah. use Din's fire to 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 bust those, uh, and that's where you get the boss key. But I think you can probably use the fire arrow too. So God help you if you have neither of those things. I don't know if you can yeah. actually escape that room. Well, no, you need Din's fire to be able to enter the temple. Oh, right, of course. So you would you would have it, of but, course. Yeah, you're, you're yeah. right. Uh, talk to me about this boss i i yeah. like this boss i really like this boss the phantom shadow beast bongo bongo um so you enter the boss room and you kind of fall in into this like giant drum set with these two hands that start playing um and you're in this completely again like darkened room and area and you have to use the lens of truth to be able to shoot bongo bongo's eye yep yeah it's a it's a great time. It's, it's pretty a, fun. It's creepy boss like some cre- it makes some creepy noises. Again, you you're on this like drum arena like a, and a drum in an arena and it's like n- black nothingness all surrounding. It's just it's so cool. I I don't know where you are. It's like you really get um, yeah. It's just it's so cool. It falls into the uh, water temple trap a little bit in that like what I think the forest temple boss Phantom Ganon is the ultimate blend of like cool idea and cool gameplay mechanics kind of married. I think the water temple boss and this boss, I think aesthetically and the idea of them is very cool. 
Like, I think it's very cool that you're on the drum. I think it's very cool that you're using the lens of truth to like find this eye that normally you wouldn't be able to see. But I think in practice, it's like, it's a very easy boss fight, uh, just like the water temple boss, the amoeba. Um, and it kind of ends a little bit faster than I would have liked. There's mm-hmm. not a lot to it beyond the like basic mechanics of that. Like there was with Phantom Ganon. Um, but I, I still think it's a cool boss. I like yeah. It. Agreed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um Impa yeah. is revealed to be the Sage of Shadow. Uh, not kind of unsurprisingly. None of these th- things are actually surprising, given that there's no. not many characters in this game. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, she tells you that Zelda is safe um, and that you will meet face to face very soon. Yeah. Um, so, again, we should mention at this point, like we have seen neither hide nor hair of Zelda uh, as an adult. Yeah. So far. Um, so we will we'll keep an eye on that. Yeah. Um, next is a, a set of things that you need to do. That's the most prep work you need to do for the final for for a dungeon in this game. You can do this earlier, though, if you would. like. That's true. That's true. Yes. Um, you, using Epona, I think you have to use Epona or do you, can you use the long shot to get across the bridge? You can use the long shot. You can't. Okay. You don't actually have to get Epona. Okay. Um, so Epona or the long shot can be used to cross the broken bridge in Gerudo Valley. Gerudo Valley, what, you know, it's, we're not saying anything new uh, to say that the Gerudo Valley theme is dope. Yeah, it's it's one of the most famous, if not the most famous theme from this game. Maybe, maybe um, uh, Soraya's song, which is often just called the Lost Woods theme. Those are the two like bangers of this of this game. Yeah. Um, you go to Drudel Fortress, which is this game's like Metal Gear Solid uh, part. <laughs> uh, it's like a stealth portion of the game. And you I think you kind of have to get caught. To you get do. to certain things, um, you'll yeah. get caught, you get thrown in jail and you have to, you know, use by, by the Drudos, you have to use the uh, long shot to get out. And then you need to navigate the Drudo fortress to save four carpenters who have been locked up because they wanted to join the all female Gerudos. Silly carpenters. Yeah. Um, every time you find one and save them or when you when you start talking to them one uh, like one of like the gerudo like warriors will appear and they have like these two like um i don't know scimitars yes. or something, something um like and like adorned in red like they are and like and they fight you and there's like one attack that they do if you, like a spin attack if you get hit by it it debilitate you you can go right back to jail there's like yeah. it's an automatic loss this was the other time i used the uh the save feature because um, yeah, that would be a good use of it. Yeah, because I was I was fighting aggressively and I didn't feel like play, like I was trying to kind of move through this and I didn't feel I t- felt like taking taking risks. So I had to reload a couple times. These I, seem like encounters that would be fun or could, like have the potential to be fun, but they're not. Yeah, I, I don't really <laughs> like this part at all. Um, I don't either. And as you navigate the fortress, you can shoot Gerudos shoot in the fucking head with an yeah. arrow <laughs> to knock them, them down. Yeah. And they just get, you no, know, they eventually get back up and they're fine. Weird. Um, but once you save all four carpenters and beat all of these like Gerudo warriors, you get officially indoctrinated as an honorary Gerudo and you get this Gerudo membership card um, that will allow you to enter the desert um, the haunted wasteland, and it will also give you access to the Gerudo for- training ground and the Gerudo Fortress horseback uh, archery challenge. Um, before we talk about the path to Spirit Temple, you want to talk about the training ground or just mention 
what it is. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't, I've done this before, but I don't certainly don't do it every playthrough. Um, but basically the, you can do like training exercises for pieces of heart. Uh, is that right? Uh, well, the, well, the fortress, the, the horseback is for pe- a piece of heart. Yes. Yeah. Training ground ice arrow. Oh yes. The ice arrow. Yes. You get the ice arrow for doing that. Which, which you, which, you do do all the time. Don't you? I do that. I don't do the, I meant I don't do the horseback archery um, yeah. because all you get a, is a piece of heart. The Gerudo training ground, you get the ice arrow, which I do do every time. Yeah. Um, what do you, yeah. Remind me of this. The, the training ground. Yeah. Um, so it is like a, a, it's like nine rooms or something. And each one of them has yes. at least one small key that you need to find. Yes. And there is a center room that has a ton of doors. I don't know if this is, possible to fail like there's a path that i've always taken uh once i have all the keys that i need to get the ice key but i I don't know if like i feel like you can waste keys in a way that will make you uh, uh, unable to get the ice key the ice arrow i mean i don't think so i don't think that's unless you're doing master quest i don't think there's any way you can lock yourself out of anything no i mean you can by not like by unlocking a door and then going instead of going down that same path to oh, unlock the next door, going and unlocking a door on another path. I see I think, what you're saying, but that would yeah. be silly. That would be silly. I don't know because I always like every time I get to the <clears throat> training ground, I just use a guide because I want to get the ice arrows fast. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you get the ice arrow here, and then again, the horseback, you get a piece of heart. Yep. Um, but then, uh, to get to where we need to go. We have to cross the haunted wasteland, uh, which is a sand river. You use the lens of truth um, and you follow a ghost that leads you to the exit. There are these like flags um, blowing in the wind there that you can kind of see. Um, they're attached to these like stone structures, um, which are like real things in the real world. Like, you know, yeah. um, I don't know if they're called anything like markers, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I you I remember going here before I had beaten the Shadow Temple the first time I played this game. And I remember like not being able to cross the river, but I think you don't, I think they, they, the game implies at some point, some character implies that you need the hover boost to cross the river. That's not true. You can use a long shot. Yeah. And then, and then I remember like, I think I got to the lens of truth and you only need the lens of truth to get to the exit. You don't need the hover boots at all. I think you do. Yeah. You do need the lens of truth, but you don't need the hover boots. Right. So can you yeah. you can't do the spirit temple before the shadow no. temple though like no. the the, the cutscenes won't trigger or anything like yeah. that. I think yeah. I I probably did one playthrough where I went to the spirit temple and couldn't do anything and I was like what the hell's going on and then I ended up going back and finishing the shadow temple. Yeah. But yeah, so you by getting through the haunted wasteland you end up at the desert colossus which is this uh, just another desert area. There's like a oasis. Uh, there's like a rock, couple rock structures. There's a wall that you can bomb to. Well, get... it's called the Desert Colossus because there's a right. big <laughs> colossus. You're right. Yes, because there's this big colossus-looking thing, which is the Spirit Temple. Yes. Uh, or like the outer face of the Spirit Temple. But there is a wall you can bomb for another great fairy fountain. Um, if you're doing it right, the second to last one where you can learn Nairu's love, which is something I use only against one enemy in this game and that is the iron knuckle uh, oh okay i've I, I don't know when i picked up the habit i just do it it's just it's just like I, it allows, allows me to tank hits without having to worry about my health but Fair great I, I then again i usually have a lot of health when i when i get here 
Um, Nairu's love gives you like a, a temporary uh, invulnerability. You get this yes. um, diamond-like shield around you. Um, so as an adult, you enter the spirit temple. You kind of realize, that, as I mentioned, that you can't do anything. You can't go anywhere. There's no door you can go through. Um, and as you exit, you are greeted by Sheik again, who tells you that you need to go back in time to enter the spirit temple as a kid and then teaches you the Requiem of Spirit. So, yeah. Time to go yeah. be young Link again. So, yes. Yeah, so you go back to the Temple of Time and hopefully you just warp right back with the Requiem of Spirits. Um, you the, run into the, the Prelude of Light. Oh, I'm or, sorry. You, you, or you mean like, never mind. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you're back to the Spirit Temple as young Link where you run into Nabooru. Um, She says she hates Ganondorf and needs her help getting the silver gauntlets. She says Ganondorf and his minions are using the spirit temple as a hideout. And I think Nabooru is like the second in command of all the Gerudos. Like Ganondorf is the king of the Gerudos and she is second in command, but she's like, I don't like his, he's too evil. (laughs) Yes. Um, So you sneak outside um, to basically the idea is you're going through the temple. You're doing a lot of crawling. You're sneaking around as young Link. Um, eventually you fight the iron knuckle um this is the boss i like this fight you'll you'll fight this iron knuckle thing a couple more times it's dark soulsy it is dark soulsy because you have to kind of get around you have to like chop off or chop at its back um what else do you like about the iron knuckle i mean mostly that like i like i like the um it's like very very powerful um, yeah, it is, and very it, but it's very slow. Um, it can it can yeah. knock down pillars while you're fighting it, which is kind of cool. Give you some hearts, usually. Yeah, give you some hearts. Um, it's a fun enemy. Yeah. So you walk outside. You talk to Kapura Gabora. Oh yeah. Uh, who? Yeah, he's back. <laughs> he's back. Um, who tells you to beat the two witches that inhabit the ha- temple? You're gonna need to turn their own magic against them. Yeah, that's a big uh, glaring hint that he gives you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So after talking to him, you get the silver gauntlets in a chest high up on the exterior of the spirit temple. Is, is it's that like one cool. of the hands, right? Yeah, you're on one of the hands. It's kind of cool because you're like outside the temple on the Colossus again. Yeah, Yeah. it's kind of cool. How would you describe Uh, the general aesthetic of the spirit temple? I'm sorry to cut you off. Um, I kind of see it as you remember in Indiana Jones, the first one, yeah, um, where he puts the crystal in the like thing to get it to shine down on the little model city. Yeah. You know the like aesthetic of the room and the area he's in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It reminds it's exactly like that. Okay, it reminds me of like an Indiana Jones like Egypt temple. Yeah, yeah. Would you say I that's agree. fair? Yeah, it, yeah. It, 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 a little like darker than that, or like like I don't know. It it, it has like that vibe, but yeah, it's got a big like Egyptian like pyramid temple. I don't know. I mean, in a way, it's it got a little bit of the vibes of like the Last Crusade. Uh, yeah. the end of the last crusade too yeah it's like the combination of um like being in egypt ish with the the like the theming of that temple in the last crusade. and this is it's very like you're on hollowed ground i mean it's not like yes. a, it's not rocky it's not like dusty and like falling apart like it's very put together and and um yeah almost like they're worshiping like the sun god there or something yes um but so now that you have the silver gauntlets um those are only wearable by adult link yeah um so you need to become adult link and return to the spirit temple before you do that wait like after you're done talking to the owl i'm sorry this is my fault because i cut you off when you're gonna talk about it i'm sure is that there's a cut scene of like the of the two witches that the owl was talking about 
kidnapping Naburu, like sucking her into this portal. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. So tell us about the spirit temple as an adult. I, I don't actually have like a ton to say about it. Um, well, yeah, so you go back as an adult link and you, and as you mentioned, you use the silver gauntlets to kind of go through the other path that you were previously unable to go through. We should say the silver gauntlets allow you to pick up like giant pillars of rocks. No, no. That's the gold. Uh, oh, damn it. You're right. Yeah. Um, this one only is used ever to push giant blocks, which is only push done a couple of times. That's it. Um, and you kind of you do you do more puzzles. I mean, you you end up back in like one of the the main the main main room of the temple that you were also in as a kid, and you can access new areas and stomp some rusty switches with the the megaton hammer for the first time in a while. And um, you kind of go through these puzzles. A lot of them are I don't know, they're pretty standard type puzzles. I mean, they they have one of those like neat ones where. You there is an enemy that mirrors all of your moves and you have to like create a fire and get it to move into the fire based on your movement. Um, so they, they mix things up a little bit. It's a little neat. Um, there's yeah, there's a lot of like light puzzles for reasons that will make sense when we get to the item of the temple. Yeah. Um, and the, and the yeah. temple is a little mirrored too. like you end up on the other side of the Colossus. Uh, you beat another mini boss, Iron Knuckle, and your reward for that is you're on the other kind of hand of the Colossus and you get the mirror shield, which I think is looks pretty cool. Uh, I like the mirror shield, the idea of the mirror shield in general. And let's go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, no, I love the aesthetic of the mirror shield. Um, You don't always need it. You could have the Hylian shield equipped, but playing the game at, by the end of the game, I was always wearing the blue tunic and the mirror shield. Always me too. Um, And once you get the mirror shield, uh, most of the rest of the puzzles in the game are just these light reflecting puzzles uh, where you have to use the, the mirror shield to reflect some light onto like switches and such. And eventually you kind of end up on this platform that is lowered by these chains in front of the in front of the the, the the statue in the main room of the temple and light shines down. You use the mirror shield to like shine the light on the statue's face and that kind of burns it away, it makes it crumble away. And there's a gate behind it that you enter into. And it's, it's, it's a very cool like way to end the temple, I think. Yeah. And um... yeah. So what what happens after that? So you do another mini boss fight with an iron knuckle. Um, there's no boss title card. And if you use Navi to scan, um, she'll say that something doesn't seem quite right. Yeah. Um, and that's because this iron knuckle is actually Naburu under the witch's control. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of this boss um, fight or the, 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 the subsequent boss fight? The subsequent boss fight. So the subsequent boss fight is Sorceress Sisters Twin Rova. Um, so in this boss fight, you are going to be using the mirror shield to uh, like collect different kinds of energy and or bounce different kinds of energy between the two sisters. And then when they form and become one, um, you have to kind of collect different kinds of energy to bounce back at them. Uh, I love it. And uh, I love tell us about when they die, because I love this, too. Oh, yeah. So when they die, it's great. Uh, they um, and if we didn't mention, they do fire fire and ice damage mm, right ice, yeah. yeah and if you're like collecting energy like fire energy uh like two two hits of fire energy and then you accidentally collect try to collect the ice i think then you get burned yes um you have to collect like three in a row of one of them and then shoot it back at them and then or that's the second phase but anyway because they, they, they combine after the first phase into a totally hot chick twin rova they go from old bats to to milf I guess. I guess. 
I don't, I don't, I don't even believe it myself. Um, but when they die, uh, they're separate uh, again, the two witches and they have these halos above their heads and they kind of realize they're like bitching about how they just got killed. And then they realize that, or, or sorry, they about how they got defeated and they don't realize they're dead until they notice the halos. Uh, as a kid, this cracked me up. Yeah, I thought this, this was is, so funny. <laughs> this is very funny. Yeah. Um, so Nibiru is awakened as the sage of spirit. Obviously, of course, it's Nibiru. Of course. Um, and then funny that was Ganondorf. It was like, surprise. Really hey. Um, after this, because this is now the final sage, uh, you get a cut scene where Rauru um, says that all six sages have awakened and tells you to go meet the one who is waiting for you at the Temple of Time. Yep. And who um, do you think that is? Well, do we want to talk about miscellaneous stuff before we do that? I Yeah. So I mean, we mentioned, I think we mentioned most of these things. I mean, there are, as this is the time to kind of do some cleanup uh, as young Link or adult Link, um, depending on what you've done so far. We mentioned, you know, the pose. Um, you can go collect gold sculptulas and get rewards from the sculptula house. You know, that's where you kind of get like upgraded wallets, a piece of heart. Um. You can race uh, a guy who races, who challenges you to a race from Gerudo Valley to the bridge outside Kokiri Forest, but you can't ever win. He'll always beat you by like one second, which is well, that's not fair. And like the only, the only thing you get from that is like your best time will appear in your house in uh, Kokiri Forest, Worth which it. I can't say that I ever went back to my own house in Kokiri Forest uh, when I first played this game. I mean, uh, would you? And now is the time you can do the trading quest for the Bigoran Sword. We're not going to talk about the step by step of that, but like, what's your general feeling of the Bigoran Sword quest? I like the Bigoran Sword a lot. I don't like doing the quest, but I always do it because I'm a stupid idiot completionist. Yeah, we talked about it this week. I um, I only do it certain run throughs. Like normally, I don't worry about it. Um, simply because it takes up two hands and it's not like you know necessary to beat the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you actually sit down and like do it, it takes you under an hour for sure, right? Yeah, it, it didn't take me that long, but it feels longer than it. That's exactly actually. what keeps me from doing it. The, the fact that it feels longer, but it falls in a long line of like traditions of Zelda item trading quests, which I think are kind of dumb yeah. um, and just kind of time wasters. I generally do not like them. Yeah. Agreed. So when you do go back to the Temple of Time, what happens there? Well, Sheik appears. We should have we mentioned what Sheik looks like physically yet? No, we should. Um, <laughs> Sheik is kind of like a ninja, basically. Um, is like a ninja for the um with blonde for, anime hair. With blonde anime hair and one red eye poking out um for the Sheikah tribe. And so Sheik appears and says that if the person who touches the face tribe covered. Was, if we didn't mention face, face covered, covered. Yes, yeah, face covered, except for red eye and blonde hair. Yeah. Um, and says that if the person who touches the Triforce is does not have a pure heart or a heart that would, has balance, the Triforce will split and they'll only get the part that corresponds to the part of themselves that matches the most. Yeah. So Ganondorf did this and they Ganondorf only got the Triforce of power, which explains why he hasn't completely taken over the world or gotten his wish. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, it's revealed that Link has the Triforce of Courage. So on Link's left hand, there is a shadow of the Triforce of Courage. Um, and Zelda has the Triforce of Wisdom. 
So in order to win and actually take over the world, Ganondorf needs both other pieces of the Triforce in order to have the true Triforce. Um, so we have Ganondorf, who has the Triforce of Power, and Link, who has the Triforce of Courage, who, James, who has the who? Triforce of Wisdom? Well, I was super pumped to see Zelda, but Zelda's nowhere to be found. I know. So where could she be? Zelda is chic. What? She reveals mean? him herself to be Zelda. Yes, Sheik was Zelda all along, which actually, as a kid, legitimately knocked my socks off because yes. I did not know that was going to happen. Same here. And I and I, I every once in a while, I I go back and I think like, did I did I see that coming? I don't think I, I did. did. I don't think I, I did. did. Yeah. No, mainly the lack of breasts and the red eye. Yeah. And it's one thing I know about women is they have breasts and red eyes. No, they have breasts and non-red eyes. Oh, sorry. They don't have breasts. <laughs> they, they do I, have breasts. I, yeah, I, I just really, yeah. I, yeah. Just don't listen to me. Um, Yeah, and so Zelda gives you the light arrows, which she says uh, will be able to be used to hurt Ganondorf. But right after that, Zelda, re- after she reveals herself, Ganondorf cap- like captures her in this like force field and takes her away. It's like, you stupid girl. Uh, I knew that if I let this uh, kid run around doing shit that you'd eventually reveal yourself. And sure enough, he's got her. So there's now, nowhere else question. to go. Why can he just crystallize Zelda and capture her? But and not you. For you. Because you have courage. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he can't do it to you. Um, or he wouldn't dare. But this is when you head to the castle grounds, to the floating castle again. Um, and when you get there, the sages uh, use their power to create this rainbow bridge to Ganon's castle. Again, like th- at this point, my little child brain was being blown like every two seconds. Oh, mine was too. This is so cool. When all the sages come together to create this bridge, like rainbow bridge. Yeah. Um, that will let you ascend to Ganon's dark castle. Very cool. Yeah. And so when you get um, into Ganon's, I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say Ganon's castle again, something we'll, we'll talk about it, but um, a dungeon that I never really thought of as a dungeon and never really appreciated until later. Yeah. Um, mo- most recently, I'm going to say Ganon's castle is on my list. Uh, it's like up there in terms of my favorite dungeons. I, I think it is for me too. Um, though I, I liked it. I, I, I had it higher and then I, I liked it a little bit less this time, I think, but not by much. I mean, so when you get in there, there is this kind of center, like, bridge and like a, a a stairway leading up that you need to try to get to but there are these six barriers um the kind of these there's this giant force field and there are these six like sources of that uh that barrier's power yes and so there are six areas themed for each of the five temples plus the kind of the theme of light and you essentially need to go to each one of these areas um there's like each area has like two to four rooms um all of which, but one is like a puzzle room. And the final one has like a part of the barrier that you need to destroy with a light arrow to break it uh, or, you know, to break it apart. And then when you do that, the sage corresponding to that area will show up and cheer you on. Now there is like one of the areas like you, there's this giant Rocky pillar that you referenced earlier that you, I think it's the fire one that you cannot do anything with. Um, You have to go to the shadow area um, and, and by doing that, by solving a particular puzzle, you will get the golden gauntlets, which only have two uses, one for completing the fire area and the other 
for going outside of Ganon's castle and kind of where exactly where Din's fire was as a kid. If you use the golden gauntlets to um, lift up this giant pillar, you can go to the final great fairy fountain, which will grant you the ability to take only half damage, yes. which is pretty great. Um, Generally, what uh, do you have any thoughts on like these six areas or any kind of particular think, things you want to point I think out? One of the, yeah, I think one of the things I like about this is that uh, you would think and or it could be very easy to just have each of the areas be little remixes of the dungeon. Um, but it's not like they mix and match what kind of items you need to solve the puzzles. Yeah. Um, different things like that, that I think refreshes those themes, um, and gives the, like all of your items new use in a way that I think is like fresh and interesting. Yeah. They don't, and there's actually like one particular theme where they don't at all try to mirror the theme of the temple or anything like that. I mean, well, the, the water area is just ice puzzles. Exactly. Right? I don't think there's yeah. any water, anything there, which no. is nice. Um, yeah, it's great. Um, yeah, I think they're cool. And again, like they make use of all of your items. Yeah. Um, even the Megaton hammer, I think. Even the Megaton hammer gets yeah. used once or twice there. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so once you break all the barriers and you can start climbing the tower and on your way up, you encounter like Lizifos, Stalfos, um, Iron Knuckles. Um, you have to do, fight two Iron Knuckles at once, which I remember being a real fucking pain in the ass as a kid. I was like, I just want to get to Ganondorf and I couldn't. Now you've played Dark Souls 3 and (laughs) it's not that much. Yeah, I've beaten Dark Eater Madeir now. I can do anything. Um, So you get the boss key. One of the real neat things about this is um, there's this organ music uh, that gets louder and louder as you go up. Yep. Um, And then we get to the great king of evil and avid organ player Ganondorf. Oh, 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 See, that oh. one's good. That's a good yeah, one. Yeah, right? That's yeah. a pretty good one. Not, yeah. not to be dead. <laughs> he's playing the organ. Yeah. He's literally playing the organ. I appreciate that. Uh, I love this cutscene. I absolutely adore it. It's great. So, Tell us about the cutscene and the boss fight. Yeah. So when you enter, the Triforce resonates on the back of everyone's hands. Um, you see Zelda. She's like hanging from this crystal on the ceiling. She's trapped. Uh, Ganondorf, this is crazy. This blew my mind as a kid. Again, lots of things blew my mind. Ganondorf sends waves of darkness at you that pushes Navi away. So Navi cannot help you in this fight. You cannot use Z targeting. Okay. Yeah. So this is a repeat of the Phantom Ganon fight. Ganon will fly around up in the air. He will send a ball of light back and forth. However, unlike the Phantom Ganon fight, there is a gap in the floor. So you will either need to jump across the gap or have the hover boots equipped um, so that when Ganon is struck down, you can um, get get to him and hack him um, without falling. Yeah, um, that's phase one. Phase two. Yeah, it's just the platforms fall. Um, and sometimes he uses a powered up light attack that can't be hit back. One thing right. I... Yeah. And one thing I noticed this time, I did some like I did use the Bagoran sword for this whole fight and I used the jump attack with the Bagoran sword. I think it does more damage because I beat Ganondorf so fast. Like, I think it was only three back and forth the entire time. Gotcha. So you use the jumping attack on Ganondorf, not on the ball of light. No, no, yeah, no. I use I, I hit the ball of light normally. Then when I got to the center platform, I used the jump slash attack. 
Gotcha. While locked on. I mean, that makes, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, Tell us about the final encounter, the final fight. The final fight. So it's interesting. So you beat, you beat Ganondorf and yeah, he starts like, what is the whole, the whole arena is just like stained glass or implied to be stained glass, right? Or some glass. And he, you know, he like kind of uses this like scream and like makes all the walls shatter collapses zelda's freed and yeah he, he basically just starts destroying the castle she, she she says it right she says he uses his last breath to destroy, destroy the castle um i could have sworn there was a shot of him coughing off up blood i'm almost i'm like actually i'm 100 sure that that existed i think they might have edited that out of the game or they changed it to not red like it wasn't blood do you did you notice that do you remember I can't remember. I don't remember off the top of my head. I could have sworn that like before he like starts destroying the castle, he coughs blood up. But anyway, I always remember. I always remember the very end of this encounter, like the final, final fight. I always the details of this first one are hazy to me. Um, So you start running down the castle with Zelda to escape. She's opening up all these sealed doors for you as you go. Every once in a while, you have to fight an enemy, but not really. uh, Or it's like very few enemies. Um, Or maybe it's just only one time. Excuse me. Um, and as you get to the bottom, and it's kind of neat, you're like running down like a otter spiral of the tower. Like you're going on the outside of the tower and then back into it and then out and then back in. It's so very it's, cool. It's very, yeah, very you, cool. And you can kind of see it collapsing around you. Yeah. Um, once you get to the bottom, there is a cutscene, the castle collapsing in on itself. Uh, and Zelda declares that it's over, which means, you know, it's finally, not. it's you, finally over. Yeah. You hear this uh, large thump noise and Link goes to check it out. And out of the rubble pops Ganondorf, who is now kind of floating. He's breathing very heavily and he uses the last of his power to turn into his true form, Ganon, which is the pig pig monster that you're used to. If you've played other Zelda games before, I had not. He's this not. Was the, this is the first time. He, He's not that pig-like, no, but he right. definitely, he's, he's not. He, he evokes his pig form here, you know, more so than he did before. Yeah, but and then there are other not, games where he does look more pig-like than this. Yeah, exactly. But he he does have, like, a, a pig snout and yeah. looks kind of like a boar. So fire surrounds the entire area, which keeps Zelda away, and then he knocks the Master Sword out of your hand behind, uh, behind the fire. And I, so in phase one, you have to just shoot Ganon in the eye, right? I mean, it's the same process, the whole fight, right? And you have to More shoot or less. Ganon in the eye with the light arrow and then whack his tail. Yeah. And after a certain amount of damage, he'll be stunned and that makes the fire go away. You can go get the master sword. Uh, this and is, then, yeah, this is the one boss fight where you can use the Megaton hammer or the on, bigger on sword on his tail. Yeah. But, yeah. but you cannot deal the final blow. No, you can't with, and by final blow, I don't mean the cutscene final blow. I I think I this fight took me forever and I I was like something is wrong my game is glitching I paused the game and I was like what's happening right now phase two took an eternity so much so that I ran out of magic twice like even after he's destroying things and I'm like getting more magic power I was like what's happening I've never had this problem before what am I forgetting that I've forgotten or like, oh. there's what have, what have I forgotten? And I think it's that the you master sword. You cannot. You have to use the master sword at least one time, like on his tail. And I wasn't doing that. Hmm. So I don't know what was going on. I I, I guess I meant to look that up, but I because I didn't find an answer when I first looked it up. But anyway, I switched I to the master really, sword and I defeated. 
<laughs> yeah, I I don't do it, but I just know you can use the megaton hammer here yeah. to beat. And, and I to, have done that you may too. Not beat him, but yeah. Um, but once he gets a certain amount of damage, he will collapse. Zelda will use her powers to hold him in place while you d- d- deal the final blow. You kind of hit him a couple times with slashes, and then you drive your sword into his mouth. Very cool. Big D squirts. <laughs> Huge D squirts. Um. He starts flailing around and the six sages gather and use their power to open the door to the sacred realm and seal him away. And kind of as he's sucked in, he says he will return as long as the Triforce of Power is in his hands. You'd think there was a way to get it out of his hands uh, after you defeated him, but I guess he just gets to keep it. I, apparently. I guess. Yeah. Um. So what happens? I mean, th- this the game wraps up pretty quickly. You don't need to talk yeah. about it much. You and Zelda uh, are seen together um floating in the sky apparently yeah that's right where the clouds are going by you um she thanks you um she claims that it was her fault you got involved so her her plan what she wants is for you to put the master sword back and become a kid again she asks for the ocarina or ocarina which you give her and she uses it to play zelda's lullaby and send you back seven years ago so the idea is that you will go back in time with the knowledge that you have used to defeat ganon to stop all of this from ever occurring in the first place. Yes. So when peace returns to Hyrule, it will be time for us to say goodbye. Um, and we get the credits roll as a very pretty variation of Zelda's lullaby plays. Yeah. You see, there's a big party at Lamon mm-hmm. Ranch. You got all the sages hanging out together. Um, they're gathered at the top of the Death Mountain. Um, yeah. And then tell us about the very, very end. Yeah, so there's a it's a cool little shot. Like Link just reappears in the Temple of Time as a kid. He kind of he goes then to Hyrule Castle where he where it kind of mirroring the scene where he first meets Zelda in the little courtyard. And like he kind of he and Zelda like Zelda turns around, they look at each other just as you did as kids before, and there's this kind of like nice shot of you two, and then it freezes and says the end. Yeah, very yeah. nice. Yeah. And that was uh that was oot. That was oot. Zelda oot. Um, before we get to our usual segments, let's uh, let's talk about our our Zelda dungeon ranking. Um, we're okay. going to rank the eight dungeons plus the ice cavern, the bottom of the well and Ganon's castle. Yeah. So what um, do you want to go from bottom to, to top? Um, least yeah, to most go, favorite. Let's go least to most. Why don't you start? Uh, Jabba Jabba's belly without a doubt. Jabba Jabba's belly without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. What is your, uh, what's your second least? Uh, my second least favorite. Um, you know, are we, we're including, uh, Denongo's. Yeah, we are. We're including yeah. Denongo's cavern into the, uh, I'm going to say into the deck tree. Okay. I'm going to go bottom of the well. Um, I'm going to go bottom of the well next. Okay. I will do deck tree then. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go Dodongo's Cavern. I will then also do Dodongo's Cavern. Got to get all those like the Young Link stuff out of the way. The Young Link stuff out of the way. Um, then I'm gonna do um Fire Temple. I will do yeah, I'll do Fire Temple next as well. Yeah. Then I'll do uh Ice Cavern. Same. Spirit Temple. Uh, yeah, same. Water Temple. Yep. Ganon's Castle. Yep. Shadow Temple. Yep. Forest Temple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yep. That's mine. I, I, I'm I in agreement with all of that. Um, And yeah, I moved Shadow Temple way up. 
way up. I had Shadow Temple below Ganon's Castle and Spirit Temple. Like before when I started, I think we were even texting about this before we both started replaying the game. And yeah, I've, I, I moved Shadow Temple way up there. I thought I would have had Ganon's Castle way lower, but again, something about Ganon's Castle this time just charmed me. I liked it. Yeah, and so so, so yeah. to recap, our number one is I'm not gonna go all the way through. I'm gonna do like top five or six or whatever. Like forest. number one, number one is Forest. Number two is Shadow. Yes. Number three is Ganon's Castle. Yes. Number four is Water Temple. Yes. Number five is Spirit Temple. Spirit. Yep. Correct. Sweet. Yeah. Yep. I love it. I did it. Mm-hmm. And, and and I would say if I am going to d- differ at all, I could make an argument. Depending on the day, I might put Water Temple above Ganon's Castle. I don't think I'd do that. I think Ganon's Castle, I just appreciate how varied it is, whereas mm-hmm. the Water Temple is just a little too samey. The, the the knock I would give to Ganon's Castle is that it is it, it kind of has this like, let's just get this over with feel to it. There's no like yeah. immediacy to it. Um, that's true it's they're more, kind of, they're, they're, yeah. they're more just like challenge rooms yeah yeah and, and, and i guess when i'm including I'm, I'm taking into account aesthetic and boss fights too and i really like the ganon fight so that's a big reason to to push it up for me yeah so all right all right. I thought we were gonna. Ha- I thought we were gonna have some real controversies in that. No, list, but apparently yeah. not. I, as we no. started to talk about this uh, during this episode, talk about the temples. I was starting to think we were gonna agree on a lot. Maybe just have like some minor disagreements. I mean, just for the sake of disagreeing, I'm actually gonna go back. I'm gonna change mine. I'm gonna put Water Temple above Ganon's Castle, just barely. I'm gonna change. I'm gonna swap mine and swap Deku Tree Bottom of the Well. I'll, um. Well, okay. Then we're in agreement on that one. I yeah. think Deku Tree is just too too good of an intro to the game it is. Uh, to to be considered. Uh, I'm glad you did that. Uh, bottom of the well is definitely worse. Um, um, yeah. Since since we're gonna say everything works about the game, I think it might be more interesting to say start with what doesn't work. Well, I mean, not everything works about this game. Okay. Well, what doesn't work? Well, I mean, all right. I mean, what? I, <laughs> it, uh. The, I, I touched on this most of the in the last episode. I mean, the the low health sound is ear splittingly annoying. Um, Navi, basically everything Navi related sucks. Um, and then again, some of the things that if you take into account, like how where gaming has gone since then, I mean, it's it's easy to go back and say, well, this is lacking in this way. But I mean, at the time, I certainly appreciate it. But there are a lot of areas that I think are just too empty and there's not enough stuff to do. I don't think they filled like I wish the game was filled with more things. Um, there are like big sprawling areas with surprisingly little of interest about them. And I don't count like, oh, you can bomb the floor and uh, find this hidden uh, grotto. And there's a Deku scrub down there that will sell you a shield. You know, like that's there's so that many. Doesn't, that doesn't do it for you. No, there's so many secrets where it's like all there is down there is like rupees, bugs, fish and a beehive. Or whatever that little thing is like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah, yeah. there there are too many low. You do you do some interesting things to find. Not a lot of great not stuff. a lot of things like there's, there's a whole area. We didn't mention this in the fire temple. There's a whole area on the map where you can only access it by playing the scarecrow song. And hook shotting, you might even have to you might actually have to long shot. I can't even remember if you have to come back there. Um but you can long shot or hook shot up to the skeleton or to the skeleton to the scarecrow 
and you are in a room similar to where you get the Megaton hammer and all you get is like a silver ruby for 200 rubies, which is not that much. No. It's not a good reward. Also, like the economy, what are you buying without those rupees? Really? Yeah. Besides like potions, nothing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll agree with all of that. And then um, what else did I have? Um, I mean, I think, yeah, I'll agree with pretty much all of yours. Um, keep keep vamping because there there was something that I was. Well, thinking then about. let me let me just say I'll, I'll, this will be my vamp section where I despite the fact that there was so much to appreciate about this game and it's legendary, it's iconic. It is such an accomplishment. I would rank uh, there is other Zelda. There are like at least two others, three other Zelda games that I enjoy playing more than this one. Even though I think this one could even be better in in many ways than those. Like I think I enjoy playing Twilight Princess more than this game. I think this game is better than Twilight Princess. If that makes any sense. But I agree with I agree with both of those things. On my own Um, Zelda ranking, I actually think I would put Majora's Mask, Wind Waker, and Breath of the Wild in no particular order over this game. I would agree with all of that. I will say, however, as I've said before, this is like infinitely replayable to me. This is by far the most replayable Zelda, at least to me right now in my Mm -hmm. life. And then the only criticism that I, I just thought of was I wish they had done more with the time travel, like you mentioned. And even if they didn't do that, I at least wish they could have made time travel a toggle toggleable thing so that you did not have to go all the way back to the Temple of Time. Yeah, I, I agree with that. There's certainly some like they could have made this a little more streamlined. There's plenty yeah, of that exactly. in this game. And I think we probably did touch on that as we were going through it. But yeah, I mean, I I, I do think that if you're looking for another replayable, it's just it's the, the it's it's hard to access because you need a freaking Wii U. But I think Wind Waker is one of the most, if not the most replayable Zelda game. Well, 3D Zelda game. Um, A lot of sailing, but but uh, yeah, yeah, I, but I would you say can, it's highly replayable. I think I, I find myself filled with like the same kind of like wonder and exp- uh, like desire to explore when I do that. Uh, occasionally, I run into those parts where I'm like, shit, I, I just want this one thing, but I can't remember where in the freaking ocean it is. But you're right. Yeah. I mean, the, the way you make sailing faster, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, uh, we talked a lot about what works about this game. I mean, there's so much, right? There's just it's. It's everything. It's it's, it's it's the aesthetic. Everything it's the else. Music, it's the puzzles. It's it's everything else. It's especially again if you're gonna play this. We said it last time, but the 3ds version is definitive. Yeah. Um. Would if recommend. only for both the aiming and just aesthetically, like they they made everything look exactly like the concept art, which yep. I think is commendable and extremely cool. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if we were to make this into a movie, what would that look like? Do you have yours? I sure do. Please. No. You're not, okay. Do you want me to go first? No, my, my answer is no. I refuse to engage with that. This segment for this one. I do You're not, not going to do it. I'm not even going to do it. Hypothetically. I think that this would suck as a movie. Just absolutely suck. I can't even think I, of a way I would want to do it. I can't, I can't picture a world where Hollywood does this animated claymation, stop motion shit, like live action. I, every image that came into my head with this didn't work. And so my answer is no, I don't. I wouldn't make this game work as a movie. I, I get that this is not the point of the segment, but I'm at least giving articulating a reason as to why I, I think this is nonsense. I appreciate that. 
Um, I, I was of a similar mind or I was thinking it should be silent and experimental kind of like, you know, nine. That's what um, I want. Uh, like Metroid, Metro, Metroid yeah, to be dialogue less yeah. basically, but, but this can't, I decided, this I decided if I didn't do that and I would use the illumination Mario brothers film as inspiration, you make it cartoony, um, make it cartoony, make it not an exact adaptation of, uh, Ocarina mm-hmm. of time but make it like a modified adventure that had the ocarina involved. Cause obviously you can't adapt like, okay, now we're doing the spirit temple. You know, you're not going to just go yeah. through a temple like that. Yeah. Um, but in terms of casting, I had, again, he's, he's my old go-to. Who do you think I have as link as the Charlie person? day, <laughs> Charlie? Day. No, not Charlie. Day. <laughs> no. Um, Oh, uh, Tom Holland. My no, my other old old go to Freddie Highmore. Okay, Freddie Highmore. <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm so embarrassed to have not gotten that correct. Uh, I love Freddie Highmore, he's so good. Uh, yeah. Freddie Highmore would be Link. Um, who do you have as Zelda? Who, who I, do you think would oh, be a good Zelda? I'm gonna go with Anya Taylor Joy, who is Peach in uh, the Mario Brothers movie. No, I had Elizabeth Olsen. Oh, sorry. I'm doing myself now. I thought you were asking me like if I had to just come up with one on the spot right now. No. Oh, no. no. Elizabeth Olsen is a good choice. And again, I'm saying this thinking the movie would suck. But, no, but, but before you continue on your cast, I do think you hit on something. I mean, I, I did think about this and maybe this is really the best way to do it. Um, Even though I dismissed it immediately was like, uh, do, like not engaging with the more adult nature of this game compared to 2D Zelda games. Just make this just actually devolve this into like more of a kid cartoon thing. That might actually make it more palatable to me. I think that and would, attempting actually. to do a live action like adult Legend of Zelda, I think would be hilariously terrible, like Mortal Kombat be, Annihilation level terrible. It would be deeply misguided. Yeah, deeply misguided. I'm sorry. So but, what's the um, next what's the next casting choice you're asking me to guess? Uh, Ganondorf. Um, Willem Dafoe. Patrick Stewart. Okay. All right. That's that was <laughs> and, my movie. And that, that was, was movie corner. <laughs> that was movie corner. Yeah. Um, but can't you see like a really menacing Patrick Stewart? Uh, I can't. Willem I, Dafoe is, I, I think that Willem works. Is a better choice. Though. I, I think, I mean, he would certainly have give that evil. He, he can do some, he would really chew up that part. Patrick Stewart would show up and do his basic bare minimum job. No offense. I say, I love, I say it with a lot of love. Um, but yeah, would you uh, would you want to live in the world of this game? Uh, I think I would. I, I think, think I would, would be fine with that, too. Yeah, it'd be like a magical, fun world. And even though Ganon might take over, there's like always a hero around. Yeah. And there. Yeah, there's like magic and cute animals and like there's civilization. So it's not like you're just living in a wasteland. So, yeah, I think this is one of the rare circumstances that I would love to live in this world. And that we agree. It's even rarer than we agree. We agree. Yeah. All right. Fan fiction corner. Disappointing. Um, sort of. I, I, I focused, uh, mainly on Sonic crossovers. Oh my God. So did I. Let's just, let's just say right now that there are so many novelizations and not only are there so many novelizations of Ocarina of Time, there are so many people who start their little narrative saying there are so many novelizations out there. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to change the dialogue a little bit. And they change like one thing <laughs> that I bothered um, to read. Granted, I didn't read all these novelizations, but like I looked, I skimmed very quickly to try to find what the hell was like 
what was you know what they what did they change? Um, yeah, but I've got I've got three Sonic or two Sonic crossovers. Maybe you found the same one. These are just please, silly and dumb. Please read the descriptions and or whatever you're going to read. Did you them. read uh, Big Omega Zelda Fartstorm? No, I didn't. Big Omega and Storm don't know what to do with a stinky Princess Zelda farting in their presence. One thing is for certain. Things are going to get too huge to cease this tempest of methane from their from heading their way. Oh, my God. It's uh, just four short chapters um, about uh, Big the Cat, uh, E123 Omega, and Storm the Albatross um, in Hyrule. And Zelda just appears and is farting. Okay. But here, here's, here's, here's a quote. Um, uh, is that girl okay, Big asked? I have the sudden urge to blast her, Omega warned while transforming his robotic arms into cannons. I guess she doesn't need a hoverboard to go fast. Storm questioned. It's not a question. Uh, not really. Uh, while scratching the back of her bird head. Ha! You guys haven't seen anything yet. Zelda laughed while playfully fanning the reeking air and patting her brap blasting bum with one of her hands. Oh my god. Real top tier uh, fan fiction work uh, here. Uh, that's um, incredible. Actually, the only other one I had was uh, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. It is just Sonic as Link, and it's stupid. Yeah, I basically found I found a lot of the same. Um, I, I just have an excerpt from one called The Hedgehog in the Room. <laughs> OK, and, yeah, um, yep. The only jam I knew was the type Malin made at Lon Lon Ranch, but as requested, I brought the ocarina to my lips and began to play. Sonic listened carefully to the tune, trying to work out where to place his fingers on the guitar's frets. Amazed, I heard the introduction to Saria's song and the strange new instrument, and I gave the guitarist a round of applause. <laughs> Sonic bowed. Yeah, this is how I roll. <laughs> <laughs> It's brilliant. <laughs> Been a blast, Link. Good luck with rescuing the princess and everything. <laughs> Shyly, Navi replied, We wish you every success in your own endeavors too, Mr. Hedgehog. <laughs> great stuff. It's good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Um, did you find any Grinch crossovers? No. I well, I didn't look. I didn't look. Um, but I yeah. <laughs> I should have in spirit of the tis the season. I mean, when people will be listening to this, it will be two days or one day after Christmas. Um it'll be around Christmas. Yeah. Don't well, let the Grinch steal yours. Well, <laughs> well, do people care about the Grinch after the 25th? Because this is probably coming out on the 26th. I mean, he might s- steal your post-Christmas cheer. <laughs> I feel like the lack of Christmas steals my post-Christmas cheer. Yeah, that's probably true. The Grinch doesn't need to be involved. I'm sorry, you said you didn't find any Grinch crossovers? I didn't, no. Oh, that's so disappointing. No, I know. Not I also that, didn't and I'm not look. disappointed in you. Oh, well, you. Well, that might explain it then. <laughs> I didn't find anything for, you know, I didn't look and I didn't find. You were really banking on me to do it? I was, and oh. you know what? Here we are. And, and look, look at the egg on. And my look face. at me. I did not deliver at all. Yeah. Well. Um. That's life. Yeah, that's life. Thanks for fifty episodes, everyone. Yeah. Thanks for well, fifty-one. If you've made it all the way to the end now. of this one. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much for um, nothing really. Not a lot. I'm just, I'm not just a lot. It's so probably far. not a good idea to uh, to isolate our very small fan base. 
no. our very minimal uh, fan base. Um, well, since we're recording this only like three days after our last recording, uh, there's only really one new thing I have to report. Um, and you and I did that together. We did. Please tell the people. We saw Avatar, The Way of Water. The and Way I think, of Water, indeed. I think we are in agreement on it, that it was a pretty remarkable achievement. Looked amazing. Probably should not be watched outside of the context of Dolby 3D in a movie theater. No, no. You lose a lot. I mean, it looked outstanding. Yeah, it's the the visually the things they do played with my brain in a way that nothing has in quite some time. Yes. Yeah. Um, until but, your next you know, lobotomy. Yeah, until my next lobotomy. I would say experience in in IMAX with 3D everything. It's like a solid A. The actual film itself, I would say like a B, B minus, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would say the same. And I think, yeah, outside of that, I don't think I did anything new in the last three days. I mean, I, I, uh, I this is this will be my my pitch to you to uh, to watch My Hero Academia. Well, I know you have. But I need to get caught up. with You got to get caught up with it because this last season has been great. Okay. But that's all I really. Yeah, really I uh, I haven't really done anything in the last few days, so nothing for me to to catch you up on. Well, that works. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't really. Uh. I'm gonna try to engage with a nice uh wrap up. Um. Usually yeah. we just like you know say something dumb and then I just cut it. But I'll say thank you again to everybody who listened, and thank you for for listening to to these episodes in particular. Um. And thank you, Aaron. Well, thank you, James. And here's to 50 more. I I can't wait. Yeah. Take care, everyone.